I thought you said if we destroyed the brain, it'd die. It worked in the movie! Well, it ain't working now, Frank. You mean the movie live? Listen, egghead, let me bring you up to date Excuse on what's me. been... Let Excuse me... Excuse me! Is there food? I'm running this monkey farm now, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time! What'd you make? Uh, I made a lentil and split pea. Two like, types of beans? I love lentil soup. Mm. I do too, dude. I make sausage and lentil soup like a lot. It's like so good. Favorites. Yeah, I took some, I did like lentils, some peas, some carrots, some onions. Uh, I also had a had an extra sweet potato, so I just threw that bad boy in there. You cut, You chop it up? Did. Or did you just no, put it in yeah, whole? Just, just all sweet potato. It's like a bay leaf. Yeah. If you get it, it's lucky. And then uh, I got I got one of them hand blenders and I blended it up. Oh, you made it. Mm-hmm. Cream of. Yeah. It was good. It was, but I was like, it it was getting finished at like five fifty, and I was like, I gotta eat the soup real quick. <laughs> And oh it, today yeah you made this today yeah okay and was, i thought you were talking about yesterday no and it was way too hot and i burnt my mouth welcome to the bold screamture oh wow we're three episodes in doing voices <laughs> i did a voice this time <laughs> but, me. hey whatever dude i remembered to say the right name of the podcast <laughs> which we are this month which mm-hmm. is doubled screamture uh it's october still as you know and uh, we're talking horror movies. And once again, we got one of our friends. Oh, I'm Dan first before it- I'm Max. <laughs> Do you think we should have come tried to come up with spooky nicknames for each other? And I mean, at this point, it's way too late. That's a next year thing. Uh, mine would be Dan of the Dead. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's pretty that's good, right? Go I got ahead. I got that yeah. one quick and easy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Maxwell. Maxwell. Uh, I'm really hungry. Max, Max Hell. Max Hell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Max Hell. Okay, okay. Yeah, we got there. Yeah, it was actually really easy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was my Don, Dan, Dan of the of Dead? The dead. Dan of the Dead and Max Hell. Yeah. Um, and we've got it's Dylan dead. of the Dead. <laughs> Just yeah. using the same one. Yeah, that's fine. It works. Uh, our friend Dylan is back on the pod. Welcome Hi. back, buddy. Uh, we uh, a couple episodes. What? Ten twenty. 30 mm. episodes ago, I don't know. Um, we covered uh, Showgirls and Striptease mm-hmm. with our friend Dylan. And he's back because he, he also likes horror movies. I do, yeah. In fact, probably m- more so than. Fif- 15 episodes movies. ago? You found the exact number of episodes yeah. ago? 16, even. Thank God, dude. I was sweating over I've got them all. I've got them all numbered for myself. God, if, we don't, if we don't get that fucking number of episodes ago. <laughs> uh, Dylan. Mm hmm. Max, are we going to do what you've been watching? Yeah, I think we can do it. I think we've but, never. Really... But let's talk generally about horror movies too. Yeah, probably, mm-hmm. right. Well, I mean, okay. that's because because I... I have an important what you've been watching. Okay, we, you might want to cut all that out because <laughs> we. <laughs> I forgot to. Talk. I I showed up less early than I usually do. So this is all yeah. off the cuff. Um, hey, fucking kudos to me for thinking those good ass nicknames, yeah, especially Dylan's yeah. nickname. Really yeah, quick, they're, they're they're great nicknames. Um. Dylan, what is your? Uh, do you have any sort of affinity for horror movies? I, th- I think they know you already yeah. do if they listen because yeah. you were already in we, your quest. We, yeah, we to watch all the quest. major yeah which, horror movie franchises uh, last time. That's that's definitely died down. 
a lot. I've stopped trying to just watch. It's taking a toll on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I worked my way through most of the like m- like major like air quotes franchises. Um, and now if I wanted to like catch up, it would be like I gotta watch Sleepaway Camp one through three, which I mean, I have seen those, which probably kind of weird that I watched. Sleepaway Camp one through three before I'd seen all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Did you really? Yeah, that's weird, dude. But that's like such a. It is weird, but it's also so much less of a daunting task. Yeah, to be like, oh, I'm gonna watch these three movies. One of which you know is like a like really solid cult film, mm-hmm. and then the other two have a reputation for just being dog shit awful. So yeah. it's like, like good bad versus. Oh, let me just watch eight or nine movies that I know half of them are just not really even very good or worth watching I'll, I'll, in any way. I'm not really a take guy anymore, mm-hmm. but I'll drop a take that none of the uh, Friday the 13th movies are exceptional in any way. They're no. all just fine. No, I think... Every single one of them is like fine enough. Even the bad ones are like fine enough, but mm-hmm. there's not one where it's like, man... This is fucking crazy good. Yeah, it's it's like a like a two and a half to a three and a half star range. Yeah, just for like all of yeah, them. For, yeah. for, for every single one. Um, Classic uh, high floor, low ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I did want to want to clarify something. Oh god! Uh, when I was here last time, you asked me who my favorite director was, and I panicked and I said Sam Raimi because I love Evil Dead. That's a fine answer though. Yeah, but, but I've thought thought about it more, and it's definitely John Carpenter. Okay. Have you seen every John Carpenter movie? No, because there's like 50 of them. There's 16, 17? No. This is topical content. Mm -hmm. Red Letter Media is going through. Yeah. I can't bring up better stuff than ours. (laughs) Because Blank Check Pod's also doing Carpenter right now. (laughs) To bring up better stuff, to get into a cut where we're not bringing up better stuff than ours would be to literally talk about no other media. Well, no, we can talk about movies. The movies are better than mm-hmm. us, but we shouldn't talk about other podcasts. Yeah. I, but of of his movie, like, I haven't seen Ghost of Mars. I haven't seen Assault Bad. on Precinct 13. Oh, that's really, it's really, really I think good. those are the only ones that I haven't seen. I mean, I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but. Uh, so I've been watching through also to keep up with that stuff in because it's a perfect season and I love mm-hmm. Carpenter and. We'll get into it in a second, but I'm currently watching through all of the Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get prepped up. This will be out after the new Halloween Kills comes out, but um, at this point, it's still not out yet. And I wanted to watch all of them before it comes out. I think I might only watch a couple more that matter for that one since the timelines are so fucky. But anyway, um, so I rewatched Halloween recently, and it's incredible. Very good. But I've been watching through Carpenters that I haven't seen. Um, Starman really surprised me. I really liked Starman a lot, even though it's like I haven't seen that one because I didn't not horror. Existed. It's not really sci-fi. Um, Ghost of Mars is horrible. Mm-hmm. Vampires is fun but bad. Um, weird ones you wouldn't have seen. I haven't seen The Village of the Damned yet. Um, I haven't seen Escape from L.A. I don't know. You don't need to. I actually yeah. saw Escape from. I've heard LA it's really bad before right? I saw Escape from New York. Oh, that's insane. Uh, Escape from New York is good. Escape from LA is not so good. I think Escape from LA, I would, I always recommend people watch just for like posterity's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's got Kurt yeah, Russell. I mean, I'm gonna watch he, it. He's cool. Yeah, guy. he returns to Snake Plissken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to do a Carpenter top three ranking? Yeah. 
You guys can uh, everybody figure that out off the cuff? I think let me so. see. I might just to refresh myself. But yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's do it. I'm number one. Start with number ones or number threes? Number threes. Always okay. working down. Wait. Working down to one. What's your number oh, okay. three? Do you, do you know right off the top of your head? Number three carpenter. Uh, No, don't start with me. This is my hottest one. Three specifically is my hottest one. Okay. In the Mouth of Madness. My that third is, favorite carpenter. That is pretty hot. Yeah, um, I think the most underappreciated Carpenter. Uh, hmm. I think it's really good. Sam Neill going insane. Um, I mean, it could be they live. Could could be right in there. Um, all his movies are really good. That's my third favorite, though. I, I also yeah, have yeah. the caveat of I haven't. There's there's some bangers that I haven't seen, but I would say Halloween. Man, no, actually, Halloween's not in my top three. Mm, yeah, I don't Escape think from either. New York. Insane. Escape from New York. Halloween's in neither of your top threes. No, it's his probably his most perfect movie. It's not his best movie. Okay, a, I'm giving away my whole list. It's at number four. Okay. Four. Yeah, four for me too. It's unreal. It like it's what made slashers. Like they're already slashers, but this is like what I take. I do not take historical significance into my personal Dude. ratings of it's yeah. so good. which films I like more. So I mean, I kind of already spoiled it before you guys got to your threes, but my two is Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Um. You got your three down. Uh. Yes. My <clears throat> my three. Um. I think I'm gonna go with They Live. Yeah. It's great. Max three. Escape from New York. Okay. I just want to make sure yours wasn't They Live before we talked about They Live. No. I only watched They Live for the first time maybe like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's so good. It's very <laughs> my uh, my number two is They Live. Okay. So yeah, okay, let's just talk about They Live then briefly. The part when Rowdy Roddy Piper mm-hmm. puts on the glasses for the first time, takes them off, puts them back on, sees the world as it really is, and just goes, It figures. <laughs> Bro, that is the coolest thing in the just this down on his luck guy. John Carpenter is so good at making like really really cool main characters Mm -hmm. yeah i mean snick plissken is like the blueprint but oh man actually nope you can't i mean we got to commit for this you can i'm changing my number three to big trouble in little china okay that's in top five for me but the top five is so nebulous really Bro, bro is like his top like six seven ish films, mm-hmm. like undisputed. Dude. Yeah, because I mean, I also my other hot take is that Prince of Darkness is also insanely underrated. I like, love so I I like it a lot. I fucking love Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Um, I wish that could be the Carpenter movie that I just ride for above all others, and like just wax about how that's underrated. But it for me, it's in the mouth of madness. I think is so good. Yeah. Taking shots at Stephen King, mm-hmm. like being lame after Christine and stuff. It's, oh man, it's so good. So your two is what? My two is Halloween. Is Halloween? We all got thing number one. Yeah, things number one. Yeah, yeah, we all got one. we all yeah, got my, thing number one. I knew it. My two is gonna be Big Trouble in Little China. Okay, cool. Yeah, you guys gotta watch In the Mouth of Madness again. I, I, I mean, I've I seen it. I think it's mm-hmm. so good. You gotta watch it again. I saw, I saw it like a year ago. My like. It's not long enough ago. You gotta make your brain it. more like mine, then, so I'll be happy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so good. Yeah, no, I the fucking thi- love the Sam thing. Man. Just rules. The mm-hmm. the thing it's is so like, good. I mean, one of the best horror movies. I can't believe people didn't time. like it when it came out. Uh, I think that's like 
embellished a little bit because mm-hmm. it like did okay. It did okay, but it's just like can't. It should have done better. It's easy for us to say after the, Halloween was like the way pretty, we've seen man, box office wise though. The, well, everything was a huge financial success because he famously never got the budgets that he wanted to make. Yeah, the but like that he wanted, so everything was hugely successful because but, of its low budgets. But Bloomhouse movies are all hugely successful, but like, nah, right? Mm-hmm. Because Bloomhouse just like here's thirteen dollars, a stick of gum, go make a movie, and then because it's horror and shot on a camcorder, it's like, boom, but, you know, it yep. made two grand, and they've, you know. Made out like bandits. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you guys don't like Halloween one quite as much as me. It's but all, it's like right. It's in fine. The I really do like want, it. Do you want to talk about the thing more, or you want to talk about Halloween? My Halloween watch escapades. I mean, we can probably just move on from this whole bit and do continue through more what you've been watching stuff. Well, it's Halloween for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been watching through Halloween. I'm uh I'm on a um. I haven't quite hit the like watching new. I'm trying to watch 31 new movies. I'm not this October. I'm just trying to watch a bunch of horror movies. Yeah, uh, I'm watching a bunch of horror movies as well, but also thir- 31 new movies. I was trying to do like one a day just to keep my mm-hmm. thing. I missed a day, so I'm not really hung up on that. But oh, it's going pretty good. Uh, some standouts so far have been Ghost Stories, um, a little movie from 2017, and uh, Demons. From 1985. Demons are old. Demons is so fucking good. Dylan also watched Demons, why I brought it up. I'm also going to yeah. finish up watching all of the Phantasm movies. Those are pretty middling, so we don't really need to mm-hmm. talk about it. But yeah, Demons rips. Yeah, dude. It immediately went on my short list of it's uh, Italian horror movies. It's not movies. Argento. It's the other guy, it's right? Bava, the other right? big guy. Or no, I don't, is it Bava even? It is um, a guy that I will mention here in a second. Um, I think it's Bava. Yeah, Lumberto Bava. Yeah, because there's there is it is is it Mario Bava or Brava? I don't know. There's man. another guy. There's two Bavas. I think. We can't be. Are doing there re- two Bavas? We can't be doing research. Dude. Yeah, this is not Bavas. the main one. There's two Bavas. There's Mario Bava and Lumberto Bava. Oh, oh I didn't even know there was more than one Bava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're both uh you know big guys. So this is Lumberto. Uh, it immediately went on my short list of mm-hmm. movies to recommend people if Wait, they haven't seen there's Italian two horror. Paul Andersons. Yeah. <laughs> There's two of those, too. Yeah. Is this like a Mario Mario and a Luigi Mario situation? Yeah. Kind of. It'd be okay. cool if they were brothers. Yeah. They might be. I'm not going to look that up. Yeah. Good. yeah. Thank God. Uh, I, yeah. I love just two Italian brothers, though. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my new thing. Hopefully, I'll be able to update that. Kool-Aid's doing, um, also doing 31 new movies, so mm-hmm. we'll update that next week with some more stuff. Yeah. Hopefully. I've been, so, hopefully, some good stuff. I've been trying to watch as many new ones as I can. Um, been trying to do a lot of the like any, any bangers to speak on. Uh, demons ruled. Yeah. Demons was great. Talk about demons. Um, I I feel like it could be like it's it's a it's there's so much stuff going on in that it's, movie, it's man. A, that's why I want. That's why it's so high on my list of like movies to recommend because it like it so encapsulates or it encapsulates very very well that um Italian sort of concept of just like kitchen sink filmmaking that they had, especially when it came to horror, was just like, nah, yeah, just like put it in. Everything, just everything goes in this movie. So there's just like a ton of shit going on. There's a movie within a movie. Uh, there's a katana and a dirt bike fight scene. Um, there's all kinds of these like off the cuff lines. There's the uh, the the bad 
dubbing of voices because they had you know these multicultural classes or like have casts and stuff like it's about who is the demon uh, what happens that makes demons show up two women get uh movie tickets from a man with a metal face in the subway in berlin (laughs) so they go to a movie theater that is the most foreboding building i've ever seen it's like an 18th century psych ward or some shit and they go into this theater and uh it's showing a movie about some guys who go to dig up the grave of Nostradamus where they find a mask that when it put when a guy puts on the mask it cuts his face and turns him into a demon. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Another character in the movie, they have the mask prop there as a joke puts it on and it cuts her face and she's yeah. so the the yeah, transformation real... scenes are happening simultaneously as you're watching the movie within a movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh and then all hell breaks loose. One of our main heroes is like a pimp uh, and like one of his ladies is the first one to turn into a demon. Uh, there's a subplot with these punks in a car where for 15 minutes, uh, well, one, they're doing cocaine out of a Coke can yeah. through a bendy straw. Yeah, it rules. Uh, and then for about 10, 15 minutes, their subplot consists of <coughs> they've spilled the cocaine in their car and are cleaning it up. Yeah, that's good. That's the first like twenty five minutes of the movie. Do you think that's where uh, they got the clean up Marvin's brains from uh, Pulp Fiction? I hope from? so. I wouldn't be surprised if like Tarantino was famously borrows some sort everything. Of, like, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I could see it. Right. I love you know, finding watch. stuff and being like, "Oh shit, is that where he got whoever? Not just Tarantino, but like, I was just like, shit, is that where they got this? Watch Demons. It's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll the, have some uh, more for you next week. If I can say one one more thing on Demons too. Uh, the, the like transformation scenes that are in it where like the people are turning into demons are top notch. Like, honestly, yeah. like, uh, like this is like cheap Italian horror, right? Yeah. But they're yeah. like, like up there really with like, like some of the best like transformation scenes, like, like as good as like them transforming in the thing or American werewolf. Damn. Like, just just to Some break really uh break the veil quickly. I was asking for you guys to elaborate on demons just for the audience, but uh this is like the fourth time I've heard you guys are Kool-Aid talk about demons recently. So yeah, it's good. I guess I gotta fucking watch it now. Yeah, it's very good. None of my friends will shut up about it and I wanna get zeitgeisty with it. Yeah, it's great. It's um, definitely worth watching. Yeah. It's yeah. also on Shudder. So if you've got Shudder, which I don't know I think I have your Shudder. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you're somebody who likes to watch horror films during October, which is a very normal thing to do. Even a bunch of just are you talking to me? Non freak. I'm talking to the audience in general. Oh, okay, a bunch of non freaks also like to watch it. It's like, oh, it's the season. We watch scary movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't sign up for a free trial of Shutter or AMC Plus, which you get Shutter with, or you get, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, put on fucking Halloween Town. The movie sucks. I wasn't gonna watch Halloween Town. I'm gonna watch Halloween Town too. Okay, probably mean, at some point. You Go mean Calabar's it. Revenge? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna be mentally assisted for it okay. because uh, did watch Halloween Town one? You're gonna take the Limitless pill? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna take the <laughs> Limitless pill. Unlock the rest of my brain potential. The other ninety percent of my brain, I'm gonna turn into a computer like Scarlett Johansson. I'm gonna watch Halloween Town two because <laughs> that's what I did last year to watch Halloween Town one, and I had a good time doing that. 
the movie that movie does not hold up in any way if you have fond memories of it a child and you watch it just straight stone cold sober i'm sorry and i feel bad for you Mm -hmm. uh don't don't do that to yourself dylan any other general horror movies you want to talk about i have one big thing that i watched but Uh, i mean first i got a bunch of stuff no pick pick on this list here pick something uh one highlight uh pieces pieces was good she watched pieces pieces is tell me anything about it uh it's it it's very horny it's got a guy that has a jigsaw puzzle of a naked lady in his house and then pieces of a woman yeah and then he he cuts up women to make a real life jigsaw of a lady Mm -hmm. uh it takes place at a college and for some reason there's a kung fu fight in the middle and then a guy shows up and the main girl is like who is this he's like oh that's chan my kung fu instructor just like i guess there's a guy that teaches kung fu at this college yeah the guy that directed slugs slugs is good oh slugs slugs is good dude yeah Slugs is uh the what's his face is in it, the, like nobody, no one. It's, it's it, not Slugs. No, it's like a good bad like shitty like it's like perfect eighties like creature feature, just like Slugs yeah. that are fucked up. But Slugs is really good. A lot of really good gore. It's like yeah. it. It's exactly what you want from a movie called Slugs mm-hmm. about like carnivorous slugs. It's never even clear like how the slugs kill. They just like a character will kind of touch the slugs and die. There's one guy where it makes sense where he eats a salad that had the slugs in it. You just see a whole cross section of a slug as someone's cutting up an iceberg lettuce head. Mm-hmm. And um, then he just gets sick for his very important business meeting. And then his whole body explodes like slugs, little like amoebas or something that live in slugs all mm-hmm. explode out of his body and he just dies disgustingly in like, like in the fanciest restaurant in town it's nowhere near scanner's okay. headburst good but it's really good for like it's a bad movie you'll watch it and think it's like bad but mm-hmm. the, you'll love it you'll love slugs absolutely okay. watch um, slugs. we're also going to be talking about another one of his movies called the rift for our undersea 1990 horror film megasode who's the guy who directed slugs yeah and pieces. oh cool oh shit I got to watch Pieces and The Rift. I don't know. Um, I have one last thing that I've yeah. watched that's going to take let's us directly do, into our movies. Let's do it real quick. I watched for the first time, 1968's The Night of the Living Dead. You've never seen it? I had never seen it. I would have sworn on my fucking life I had seen it, but I definitely had not. So let me, we'll, we'll talk about it because I'm sure you guys both have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll just introduce the actual episode first. Uh, today on the pod, we are returning to 1985. Yeah. Two weeks last, in a row. Yeah. We, we had 1985 and 86 last week. Completely unplanned. I don't yeah. know if I should take credit for planning that or if it's more fun that it's unplanned. You but, just said it was completely unplanned, uh, so probably don't. Well, no, that's what I said. It's just like, I don't know if I should lie about it, but I think um, the coincidence is very fun. Yep. But 1985, two zombie movies, both of which sprung from the collaboration of John Russo and George A. Romero on 1980, uh, 1968's Night of the Living Dead. So I watched Night of the Living Dead for the first time. Uh, I was very fancy. I watched it on the Criterion channel. <laughs> Did you put um, on a little suit? or I put on a little it, suit. What yeah. do Criterion guys wear? 
What do you think the 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 oh uh, I stereotypical think, criterion? I think they wear was? a freaking sweater and handlebar mustaches, and they drive a freaking fixed gear bicycle to their Starbucks, oh, yeah, and guys. they drink freaking uh, soy lattes. Button up, like to get dressed up, they wear a button up shirt, sleeves rolled up, and a vest. Mm-hmm. Probably there's probably suspenders, some high water, high water pants. Yeah, also rolled up. Mm-hmm. Just a 2006 Brooklyn guy is whoever's watching Criterion Channel. All now. the time. Me. Me. It's me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I could have watched it on HBO Max or like a bunch of different other streaming services. It's in the public domain famously. So you just like so just a guy could sell you a DVD of it and it's legal. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I watched it on Criterion. Nice restoration. Uh, great movie. Weird. I, I knew that this was what really solidified what we think of zombies and what these movies we're going to talk about today. Um, like, what did I say what the fucking movies are? I'm fucking. You up. did. Yeah. Day of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead. You I said did it. say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank fucking God. Uh, <laughs> those zombie rules are solidified based on Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize was they never say zombie. In Night of the Living Dead. They call them ghouls the whole time. Um, apparently, Day of the Dead is a part of the sequel. Like, it it happens within, it's all within vaguely the within universe. the same mm-hmm. George A. Romero universe. Mm-hmm. All of his Of the Dead movies happen within the same universe. But really simple story. Some annoying girl is going to visit her dad's grave. Yeah, Barbara. And is annoying as hell. But, uh, man, what a fatalistic ending. Just... Uh, they're kind of getting the zombie infestation under control and our hero, the whole story, dude, he's made it through a lot of shit, burned down the barn, burned down the car, all this stuff. Uh, already at this point, we've got like the human infighting aspect of Mm -hmm. zombie invasion that like, so becomes like, that's, that's usually what's exciting is humans being forced in this situation, seeing the dead come alive. And we already got that. Yeah. Fucking yeah. George already nailed it. We mm-hmm. didn't need zombie resurgence in the early thousands. Dude. We didn't need any of this. So, so I'm like general, like broad things just to continue, like on this conversation and as we transition into our new one, uh, I don't know if Romero gets enough props for uh, his like casting and choices of lead actors. It's like Night of the Living Dead to have a minority lead, basically a minority and female lead at that time period seems like incredibly progressive. Mm-hmm. which is really cool and he's like he has very strong representation in all of his films for lead roles which i like kind of like realized as i continued to think about this and started looking through his filmography i'm like oh damn like dude's just kind of been down like that <laughs> his entire career yeah, his movie like famously had a black lead yeah. which was like crazy for the time oh uh, yeah unheard of um another we got a cool is, black um, guy in day of the dead today too mm-hmm. and uh maybe, maybe the coolest character <laughs> Return of the Living Dead, just in terms of like cementing things, was the first movie where zombies could talk mm-hmm. and kind of cemented that pop culture representation of like zombies like brains. Yeah, they, they started you know, like they that. started brains was the yeah, big was thing. Brains. Was that was that was the first movie where zombies wanted brains specifically. Mm-hmm. And like they can talk. It was also the first um time I mean the the genre itself was pretty young, but the first time that uh showed zombies running, like mm-hmm. they could move more than just kind of shambling forward. Uh, which is like really interesting. They do run a little bit in Night of the Living Dead, but 
it's just like there's not a shamble thing in Return of the Living Dead. It's just like full on sprinting yeah. zombies. Kind of, like the first real zombie we see, the yellow man, is just fully sprinting. Yeah, he's just yeah. running around, <laughs> uh, which is neat. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I um actually uh there's a documentary. It's on it's on Shutter. It's called Horror Noir. If you guys have seen it before mm-hmm. or not, it's a, it's it's basically about like 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 black horror more or less um and like film noir horror you mean like black no pe- black people no yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay cool and um yeah I it's, I yeah i mean by. yeah it's 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 about like the representation in like like horror movies um and apparently george romero didn't mean his movie to be like a big deal by casting uh like black guy as his lead he just was like, I thought he was a good actor and yeah. a cool guy, yeah. and I just put him in my movie, and then realized way after that it was like a big deal. I also, one other thing that I, I said I was done, but then one other thing I noticed was, do you guys remember? And maybe I'm wrong about this. I just want to kind of this is just thinking out loud. Do you guys remember when The Walking Dead like started up? Mm-hmm. The comics started getting really popular, and then the show took off. It's the biggest show in the world at the time. Yeah, I and mean, it's somehow and it's still, still on, going, and no one gives a shit. I think though, it technically, as as we speak right now, it's technically still going only because the pandemic shut like shut down the final season, and they had to like break it up. Like, well, there's like two spinoff shows. And stuff. Yeah, but like the final season of like the main series uh, isn't over yet, just because they had to take like a two year break because of COVID. Um, but it, there was this whole big stink about it. it's just like, oh, it's a zombie movie where like or property where. Where the where the the people are the biggest threat, and as I was people wa- talk about that, that's like every zombie. That was movie. a thing, yeah. And as I was watching these, like I was reminded of that. And I'm just like, wait a minute, like did nobody watch any Romero movies? Because yeah. it's the zombies are such a footnote. Big, big spoiler for Night of the Living Dead: Our hero gets killed by other people. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's like in the same thing in uh, Day of the Dead. The zombies are such a right ultimate foot. It's just something that forces you on. into yeah these human. They're a, they're a tool to push the plot forward yeah. more than like a menace. Of course, in in um, Return of the Living Dead, it's the the zombies are entirely the only threat. Right. <laughs> are just well, I like, mean. I could argue that we'll get into it when we get to the movie. But, right. Uh, it's it's humanity that wipes itself out, causes all of this. The military causes it, and then it just nukes the whole city. And they don't nuke it, okay? It's just artillery shells. They specifically say that they only destroy a twenty block area. It's okay, man. You know, sometimes collateral. Only four thousand people died. Well, I mean, people. until until the zombie acid rain kills presumably Everyone. the rest of the world. So let's get into our actual films here. Uh, like we said, we got uh, Return of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead. Um, I'm going to read now the synopsis for Return of the Living Dead. 1985, directed by Dan O'Brien, starring Clue, Clue Gulliger? Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. Clue Gallagher. You just fucked up the first two names you read. What did I say the first time? You said Dan O'Brien. Oh, I'm sorry. Dan O'Bannon. And you'll forgive me for fucking up the first guy's name because it's Clue Gulliger. C-L-U-G-U-L-A-G-E-R. Just a wild name. James Karen, Don Kalfa, Tom Matthews, Beverly Randolph, and Linnea Quigley. 
On July 3rd, Freddie, Tom Matthews, is being shown around his new job at a medical supply warehouse by the foreman, Frank, James Karen. Frank starts talking about how Night of the Living Dead was real, but the facts were changed to protect the government, and what actually happened involves some vats of gas that are actually in the warehouse right now. Frank and Freddy stare at the vats when Frank hits one hard enough that the gas explodes in their faces. Cadavers in the warehouse begin reanimating, so they call their boss Bert, Clue Gulger, who has the idea to incinerate the corpse, so they take it to the mortuary across the street, uh, and Bert's friend Ernie, Don Kalfa. This releases the gas into the air, and it then seeps into the soil when it begins to rain. In the cemetery, Freddy's girlfriend Tina, Beverly Randolph, and their friends watch Trash, Linnea Quigley, dance naked on a grave as the dead come to life and around them. Everyone is picked off one by one by the now horde of undead as zombies demand more cops and paramedics come so they can eat them. Freddy and Frank die from gas exposure in the U.S. military bombs Louisville, where it takes place, uh, to try and kill the zombies. Uh, it's got a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 91, audience of 79, Metacritic 66%, user rating 7.8, had an estimated budget of $4 million and made about 14 close to $15 million, uh, both domestically and worldwide. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucks that the these older movies. I don't know if they necessarily just they don't they don't really have the worldwide numbers. So a lot of times it's just stamped as the same domestic release. I don't know if they got worldwide releases. Mine, mine had worldwide. Oh, um, I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, these these two movies released almost at the exact same time. Uh, Return of the Living Dead specifically, Russo used Night of the Living Dead imagery to promote. Um, forced a legal battle between Romero and uh, Russo. Um, he had to like stop all that advertising and was still allowed to release the film. But um, that's why we get of the living dead became its own thing. Uh, fell off hard after this first one, which rules. Um, whereas uh, Romero kept making the of the dead movies, but which you know better in history, but return of the living dead. Oh man. So good. Uh, so, Day of the Dead, 1985, directed by George A. Romero, starring Laurie Cardill, Terry Alexander, Joe Pilato, and Richard Liberty. After a zombie apocalypse, zombies outnumber humans 400,000 to 1. Scientists Dr. Sarah Bowman, Soldier Miguel, Radio Operator Bill, and Pilot John take a non-fruitful helicopter trip to our real-life hometown of Fort Myers, Florida, to search for survivors. Our heroes return to their underground base in the Everglades, where the major in command has died, and less than sympathetic Captain Rhodes is now overseeing the operation to study the zombies in hopes of ensuring humanity's survival. Rhodes is immediately combative, threatening to cut off the experiments and leave the scientists behind, or at least execute anyone who threatens his command. The experiments are led by Dr. Logan, whom the soldiers have nicknamed Frankenstein. His methods have become unorthodox, but he has found some success in domesticating one zombie named Bub, who can remember his past life and perform rudimentary human tasks. During a zombie roundup, Miguel loses his cool and zombies kill two other soldiers. Sarah is able to amputate his arm before he turns, but now the soldiers are even more ready to abandon the mission. Rhodes discovers that Logan has been feeding Bub meat from dead soldiers and kills him. Taking the other scientist hostage, he plans to execute everyone but the pilot and leave. Bub finds Logan's corpse and takes a pistol out for revenge. Miguel lets the zombie horde into the base as he's torn apart. The pilot, John, overcomes the soldiers and heads into the corral to protect Sarah and Bill. Soldiers are all quickly picked off by the invading zombies. Bub catches up to Rhodes and shoots him, leaving him to also be torn apart. John, Sarah, and Bill escape to the helicopter and fly to a deserted island. 
movie had a $4 million budget and seeing how good the practical effects look on a $4 million budget. Tom Savini goaded. Yeah. Uh, Had a $34 million box office. Metacritic is 60 with a 73 user and Rotten Tomatoes critic was an 83 with a 75 user. Um, Not high enough. These movies rule. This is the one I like less and I still think uh, the movie rules, but uh, big elephant in the room. We uh, came back from our studio in Burbank, mm-hmm. flew back to our hometown of Fort Myers, Florida, where we live. That's where the beginning of the movie takes place. Yeah, the, it's the, so cool. The entire opening <laughs> sequence, right, where there's there's the... I'd be surprised if people watching listening to this haven't seen this movie because it's such a classic everyone in our town has seen it yeah we, <laughs> all of our a, listeners live here <laughs> there's a there's a yearly uh was like was. part yeah it was until some guy got shot at it uh festival downtown <laughs> just basically based on this entire yeah. like one of our city's biggest claims to fame is this movie that we only feature yeah. in the very beginning of uh, the entire the entire opening sequence uh where they're in like that downtown area with all the zombies is downtown straight up downtown uh the alligator is coming out of what was the bank it's just mm-hmm. on a corner across the street from a coffee shop classic, now classic courthouse the mm-hmm. yeah the courthouse which is yeah. now a um like an art gallery mm-hmm. center where they do uh like cool plays and have art showings and stuff uh one of the shots the kind of like big up on the like, watchtower one up shot yeah. looking down a street is literally on top of the, the one the bar, bar downtown that we, that we to like to go to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching I, it. I, I was like doing the math myself. I'm like, is that from like right above cowboy up? Like, yeah, it is. Was I guess it, I was watching it. I actually watched it uh, this morning before work. And uh, like Cooley and I are sitting on the couch, and I'm like literally explaining to him every angle because some of the like some of the shots, um, the the skyline of it is entirely changed. Like yeah. the oh, one shot time. that's down uh, a street, and there's this kind of like half circle building now is like is looking down. There's an entirely new bridge and a hotel, and like that building's not even there you, anymore. You they do get the classic marquee of the Edison Theater, though, mm-hmm. which is still there. Still I think there. it's been like refurbished and stuff. You can still go see, but it still shows looks the at the way. theater. Yeah. yeah, I saw a, a black like urban romeo and juliet when i was in high school there uh i thought it was lame as hell yeah it, and it's they a got dumb teacher trying to connect with children by making it urban it's oh. it's very cool just to see i mean i all three of us talk a lot about how every time we see like a florida thing in a movie yeah. we're like oh this is a florida movie and this is especially cool because i can literally like 10 minutes from now i can be standing mm-hmm. And it, like where the camera was it's on a lot cool. of these shots. Imagine if we lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, one, it would help our commute a lot. Yeah. Because we're literally studio, flying weekly to LA to yeah, record it's this. It's getting expensive. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, you would just not even think about it anywhere because every, yeah. everything. everything yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like it would like lose its yeah. its luster. But we're just Florida yokels, so we think yeah. it's cool as hell. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's nice to have, but it is cool it's like so that. cool, dude. Yeah. It's the, so uh, cool. the 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 beach that they're on at the end too. I think is Sanibel. It's Sanibel yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, all, pretty much. Beach. So there's yeah, there's the um the outdoor shots at the beginning. That's all definitely downtown Fort Myers, mm-hmm. and then all the other outdoor shots are Sanibel, and then everything underground is all filmed in a, a town I think called Wampum, Pennsylvania. 
Um, so only the above ground stuff, which is small minority of the movie, is yeah. uh, the idea Florida, that there is an area. underground thing the, in the Everglades. Yeah, which an, it's already, does it? <laughs> and we all know as Floridians, impossible. Can't put shit underground here. Water leaks in. No one has a basement. But there's a full exist. underground military bunker yes. and cave system in just, the fucking Everglades. A location so fake. that is almost entirely below sea level, uh, even where you're walking. Most people would just be like, "Yeah, that's fine. That's I accept that to be true." Yeah. We're just like, no, dude, what the fuck? Uh, so the gator in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out who that gator actor was to see if he's from like one of the little like zoo things down here. Yeah. Because gators live like 50 years in they captivity. Live a long-ass time, Do you guys yeah. think that gator actor is still alive? He could be. I was really hoping you were going to say you figured it out. I could not figure it out. Damn. I'm sure they live a long time in captivity, but. That gator is already fucking enormous. So he's probably an old gator at that it's a big point. Big guy. They get pretty big, it's a big pretty boy. fast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Those I don't know. those guys are like just straight up in there with the gator too. Yeah, like they're way too close to that. They put gator a, they put comfort. a gator on some steps and told just two extras Underpaid basically guys. just like, hey, walk out this door. If the gator isn't moving, like kick it a little bit. Yeah, because they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like tape around its mouth, which is there was not. You can see that there isn't. <laughs> They should, if they were smart, they would have to like zombie him up or but something. But that's such a cool thing to just make it extra Florida. You know? Yeah. But uh, so we we find out that this is like the biggest town around there. Um, they're just looking for survivors. Our little helicopter crew. There is a um, there is another cool note, not as cool of of that we live where it was shot. But uh, I've always liked that uh the hello is anybody out there thing is the intro to a gorilla song. On their first album. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think the song is called Dracula mm. or something like that. Mm. That's cool. But it's like the full intro. There's even like the score from the movie is still in there. It's not mm. just the the sound, the vocal That's sound cool. bite. I have to look back at that. I always like, I was like, I listened to that album so much as a kid. And then when I saw Day of the Dead, I was just like, I, wait, oh, you know, I was like mm-hmm. full Leo DiCaprio meme nope. pointing at the screen. But uh, uh, yeah, we, we get uh, introduced to most of our good guys here. Basically, yeah, those are all our good guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's her name? Sarah is the Sarah. Main, kind of the main protagonist of the movie. Um, nice lady scientist. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, the helicopter pilot, pilot is John, John. Yep. and the radio operator who's also a drunk is what's his name? Shit. Um, I just said it. Is it McDermott? Yeah. And then uh, Miguel is the soldier. Yeah, Miguel's a soldier. He just kind of, he's like freaked out. That that kind of is what incites a lot of our action throughout the rest of the movie is he's just like having a breakdown, which is crazy because he's the only guy getting pussy. And I I think the implication (laughs) is that like that, that stop was kind of like what broke him. Yeah. He's um, just so stressed out. He's been up for too long. They no, get him back from the plane. He's already stressed out. And they immediately say, like, hey, you got to go to the zombie corral mission. Yeah. Thing. It's like John and McDermott didn't want to stop. Sarah makes him stop. It's like, this is the whole point we're doing this is to see if we can find people. Um, Miguel's the one on the radio calling out to anybody. And it's like, it's kind of like that stop that they realize because you find out that they've gone a hundred miles both ways to try and look for people and they found nobody. And this was the last stop. And it's like, I think that's like the implication is supposed to be that (coughs) he's fully realized after staying up for a really long time, he's already humanity. That is just done. It's Mm -hmm. over. Like they found, they went 200 miles 
and found nobody and he's just he's completely done yep um yeah they go to do they've got this they're in an underground bunker but it attaches to like a cave system that they've set up as a corral because they're doing experiments on zombies yeah it allows them to safely let zombies in so they can grab one Mm -hmm. and pull it in so the scientists can so nefarious experimentations our two sort of our our heavies of the uh colonel Rhodes or whatever his name is Rhodes is like the big heavy whereas uh the other guy is steel yeah he's like kind of the main outward antagonist a lot he's just like the dickhead like he's not officially second in command or anything but Mm -hmm. while they're out on their mission the previous major in charge has died um, we find out immediately because uh, Dr. Logan, who they call Frankenstein throughout the movie, is experimenting on his corpse specifically. Has cut his entire face off. Yeah, connected wires to like his spine and stuff to and be able like, to... Look, he's still alive, but he's passive because he doesn't have any eyes because right. the zombies act entirely on instinct. Mm-hmm. So if they have no stimuli to act on, they're inter- entirely docile. That that doctor's like acting it up too. He's like full oh, crazy doctor yeah. mode. Yeah. He does a good job. They they do it in, in both movies, but I just really love when there's like guy, he could be a doctor or a mortician, just covered in blood, mm-hmm. just being real casual, just like drinking coffee, touching stuff, yeah, just later, getting blood and viscera everywhere. Later in the movie, when he they they're having like their big meeting, and it's like the the kind of turning point where like Rhodes becomes our like pure villain. It's like okay, this is the bad guy. Uh, he just walks into the meeting after Rhodes has just threatened to shoot Sarah if she doesn't sit back down. He's just like, is there any food? Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're having like, where were you? We're supposed to be here at seven sharp. Like, Like, well, uh, you uh, aren't telling me if there's food. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, where's the food? I would have been here if there was food. (laughs) But yeah, he's just he's covered in blood. It's just like clearly just like wiping himself down on everything. Um, But yeah, Miguel Miguel fucks up. He drops the the pole Mm -hmm. is where Mm -hmm. we are, like storyline beat wise, and. the steel gets so mad at him because he almost kills his buddy who um, is just laughs like a hyena yeah, that guy's at insane. everything that happens yeah. he doesn't have many more character traits he's like no the, the third soldier as far as screen time but it, it the drop off for importance is so hard because all he does is laugh yeah he's just a little chuckle fuck even when he gets caught by zombies at the end like once it's you know we're having our big like action pack climax uh, he gets grabbed by the zombies as being eaten alive, still laughing. Yeah, he's the one that gets the excellent. They rip his head off, and he's laughing or screaming, and, and you, you can get... like, hear the change when his voice box yeah. is being. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah, it's so good. The vocal cords getting stretched. It's that is so good. That's one of the like singular best things of this. It's so fucking good, mm-hmm. dude. Um, but okay, yeah. So that all happens. Tensions are really high with the soldiers who don't give a shit about the scientific operation but uh the scientists have to like hold up hope they're already having like a standoff um the pilot and uh, radio operator on the side of the scientists because they're not the asshole soldiers um so we kind of know they're on the side of our good guys um but tensions are still high all the parties are kind of separated um the science is probably going nowhere yeah Um, we're not we don't really get any sort of clear indication of what the experiments they're supposed to be doing are the experiments that the guy that Frankenstein ends up doing is that he realized he's, he's kind of had this hypothesis and has been able to slowly test it 
that the zombies retain some sort of memory of their past lives and either whether this is just through like object like he puts a a a razor in front of bub and bub tries to shave especially after then seeing his reflection in the two-way mirror he gives him a book and he's like picking up the it's salem's lot looking through the pages flipping through the pages seemingly like really trying to to listen to music we see him salute Rhodes at some point we see that he knows how to use a gun which becomes very important um this so, is an idea that so saying that these are roughly all kind of generally the same Romero zombie universe. These are ideas we already kind of saw in Dawn of the Dead. There's the famous line of um, nobody understands why they want to come back to the mall. And it's just like that's what they wanted to do in life. They just wanted yeah. to go to the mall. Yeah. Um, so that's that's an idea that we see big time he's just continue, later he's, in horror movies. He's is, confirming something that yes. he told us in the previous movie. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably... The, the experiments they were supposed to be doing were like trying, trying to, to find a cure yeah. or a reversal or Cl- clearly cure ain't gonna happen dude. right these are now long dead bodies even if you cure them of zombification they're just gonna still be a dead body so how do you even prove that you've cured them because clearly clearly Rhodes is unhinged he's like a bad guy just in general and he's lost the plot he's just like completely snapped yeah very bad guy this guy's in, insane mm-hmm. but like Dr. Logan Frankenstein is like fully like achieving some incredible fucking results on like yeah. these insane ideas where it's like like i said he's learning so to much. domesticate zombies he's learning a way on a large scale maybe that we could render them not a threat to right. surviving humans but That's when like, Rhodes finds out what they've been doing and he's like basically like okay yes yeah, so i don't give a dummy, fuck yeah you you taught a tiger or a shark or something to be completely civil and we could live side by side with it go fuck yourself yeah. asshole like i'm gonna just shoot the in, fuck in his you. situation truly it probably doesn't matter mm-hmm. yeah he i mean it's not like how are you gonna get all of the zombies yeah he's over Rhodes this is, co- yeah we don't even really get any real motivation for like why Rhodes is so mad he's, no, he's just, just off he's just an guy. evil yeah. angry man who yeah. i guess and he just wants to leave just willing to kill the only two people that might be able to save you yeah exactly like which we get from the doctor frankenstein a little bit more where he's like i don't you can't do anything to me cuz with like if you don't have me here you're useless but yeah sarah's you're, not you're here to, to protect me in this facility as, right yeah, we we get a Later, um, the pilot explains, they're not going to kill me. I'm the pilot. They're not going to kill him. He's the only guy who does the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Logan, he could just talk his way all around roads. You guys are not as safe, and you need to start acting that way because it'll just fucking kill you, which, yeah, mm-hmm. at some point, it comes down to he's going to kill everyone besides the pilot, and they're just going to leave everyone there to die well they fly off um why is he doing a jamaican accent was it just me or was that not a good jamaican accent i it, at hey, times yeah, like, it felt like, supposed to be an island guy okay. at yeah. times it felt definitely better than it did but i also had the same thought it was just like this doesn't sound right and i'm not sure if it adds anything but he sounds cool though. It, it's not necessarily to the detriment of the movie in any way. Am I allowed to do the accent? Because I wrote down a line that he says that's good, but I can only—it's only good if I do the accent. I'll leave that up to you, and I won't take it out if you decide to, because 
we're having this conversation and now if it's not okay it's you falling no i can't i can't go down like adrian brody dude (laughs) but i'll just say the i'll just say the line uh forget it billy boy it's a dead place like all the others you know it's a really good line when that's at the beginning when Mm -hmm. they land the helicopter in fort myers and he's trying to convince them like yeah there's nothing like everything's fucked like we're, we're 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 fucked no matter where we go he says it way cooler than me probably the right call to not do the accent that's a very good line, but yeah. it's not the most famous line from this movie. Yeah. While we're kind of talking, dancing around. Is there a the, specifically most famous line? I I believe there is. It's yeah. the one line that I hear all the time. What and is it's, it? It's when Dr. Logan is at uh, kind of being like, I'm, you know, I'm the one. Like, you're here because of me. You can't kill me. And the, when he's asking about lunch is when Rhodes slams his ha- hand on the table and just screams, I'm running this monkey farm now, Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's so good. That's the uh, the the same scene. I I didn't count how many times, but they say jerking off like at least twenty times in that yeah. one scene. There, there's a specific slur they use a lot to talk about the, the one Spanish soldier. Yeah, yeah I was also very con- they're, like, bro, they're just so mean. But all the soldiers are just like, we have to. I have to assume it's over the top because Romero's like. So the zombies are out there. I've already established with multiple mm-hmm. my movie, multiple of my movies, the zombies are out there. But the real threat to these people right now is from inside. So he's just making all these guys go crazy, just like full evil, just f- huge fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I stepped all over what you were oh, going to no, say. That, I, I, <laughs> just like, like on that, there, there's a couple times where uh, Steel is yelling at Miguel, and he's just being a real racist piece of shit. But he starts using like racial slurs, not for like. So he keeps calling him yellow. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? I think he's using yellow in the traditional like yellow-bellied like like scared sense. I thought the same thing because he's calling him the the big Spanish Latinx slur, saying it a lot. And uh, but he's calling him a yellow that right. But I think I I thought about the exact same thing, okay. and it did confuse me at first. But I think it's supposed to just be yellow belly. Oh, like like he's he's calling him a, a little scaredy cat or cow, oh, okay. yeah coward whatever. Because yeah, the military guys have completely turned on Miguel. Yes, possibly Miguel for, specifically. But possibly then for being everyone. in a relationship with Sarah yeah. as well as like completely losing his nerve. Um, yeah, we, when we when we meet Miguel, it's kind of confusing to see think what his character was like before the movie, because he's already a fully broken man by the time mm-hmm. oh, the movie yeah, starts yeah. up, like fully broken to the point. He's like borderline catatonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be like drugged to catatonic to not just endanger everyone throughout the rest he does of the get movie. A, get a good arc though. Cause by the end he ends up like being the most brave really of like willing to go down in the zombie hole just to like fuck those other guys over. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah, to destroy the semblance of humanity they have left. Yeah, he lets himself die horrifically for yeah. that. He lets himself fully be torn apart as he's letting all the zombies into the compound. So th- this is a really, really good movie, but I do find it hard to kind of like. There's not really any sort of these like super standout yeah. things until we get to our action. I, I have one more line that I want to bring up. Sure, and it's in that same uh, same scene. Oh no, it's. I'm sorry. It's later. It's when um, uh, Logan is first showing the scientists are showing all the soldiers bub and the progress he's made with bub and how he can use rudimentary tools and stuff. But Rhodes says, uh, they're, they're talking about medulla oblongata, all this like technical jargon. 
And Rhodes says, you've given us a mouthful of Greek salad, <laughs> which classic. I immediately reminded myself of uh, Rip Torn saying, I speak <laughs> Greek, not geek. Just I assume that line means the same thing. It's such an insane thing I, to say. Because he, he actually says it earlier, too. Is like he says when, Greek salad twice? Not Greek salad, but a, oh. like something similar about like the Greek thing. When again, like our, our kind of turning point is this meeting where they're having it's a, kind of like a debriefing where Rhodes is basically say like putting his foot down, like taking, you know, uh the military control of the the operation sort of thing when it's like just a scientific facility. And uh Sarah's trying to plead her case because he's like, You haven't shown us anything, you haven't given us anything. Like, what are you guys even doing? And she's like, We've given you reports every day. Like you're getting, yeah. and it's like he says something along the lines of like, "Oh, you've given me a bunch of Greek." Like, what does it mean? Like, it doesn't mean none of that means anything to me. I can't use any of that, so therefore, he's deemed it completely irrelevant and unnecessary. Um, he can't see the big picture. He's right. I guess all of the soldiers at this point are just in full survival mode, where the scientists have to be. What do they have to live for other than scientific exploration? Yeah. It's a pipe dream to think they could fix this but that's all they have to go off of so, so that they have to continue their mission as so well. sarah goes and kind of like moves out of the military facility to where john and mcdermott live in a double wide like in uh the cave yeah, just so funny. she's away from them because of this whole like you mentioned like there's a now there's a physical threat to her because she's uh kind of uh expendable to the military guys um and that kind of logan's just kind of doing his whole thing and now they're things are just kind of it's kind of just we're seeing the day-to-day of these people and mm-hmm. as this threat of roads progresses it becomes that happens for a while until the big like i said i think catalytic event is they're doing the corral thing again mm-hmm. uh miguel just like gives up so like before he drops the pole the zombie gets loose bites one of the soldiers uh, what happens the soldier that gets bit goes down and shoots his gun accidentally and kills another soldier because two soldiers die there yeah and then and then they have to Mi- execute miguel the gets, one that got bit miguel gets bit himself mm-hmm. uh, on the arm trying to pull the zombie off so we lose through two normal soldiers two unnamed guys and miguel yeah um, um so then sarah um thinking quickly cuts miguel's arm off which also may be the first time we've seen uh, the concept of that the you can stop the infection yeah the zombie virus is an infection and if you remove the offending appendage soon enough mm-hmm. you can potentially stop it um gives you the idea not to jump that ahead but infections in the blood something yeah. like that yeah uh unfortunately we don't necessarily get to see if her hypothesis is correct because of events in the that are coming mm-hmm. up so this kind of triggers this whole thing so now like Rhodes has already decided that he's going to kill everybody except for John <laughs> and his and his guys so that John so that they can all fit on the helicopter and they can leave. He hasn't decided this yet. No? No. So they have... Or it's the, at this they, point they, that he decides. Well, that. they have the big standoff about we have to see if he can survive. We think we stopped it. They have, like, truly, a, like, guns to each other standoff. They're like, we'll keep him here. We'll kill him ourselves if he turns, whatever. And they're like, all right, you fuckers, we'll let you... Steel's just freaking out. He doesn't want to put his gun down. So then they take him, but while they're... Dealing with him, that's when they go to check up on Logan, the doctor, and that's when um, our main good guys, like I said, they observe Logan feeding uh, Bub 
the human meat, which are the recently killed soldiers. They put to that together, and then Rhodes immediately shows up, also puts that together, blows the fuck out of Logan. Shoots him way too many they times. They talk mm. so long about how they're barely have, they barely have ammo left, but waste so much ammo killing this very old man. Like, for empties very an entire range. M16 yes. into an old man. <laughs> um. So that's when Rhodes, he strips everybody of their guns. He takes everybody hostage. He kills the other scientist who's not really important. Um, he's going to kill the radio operator and Sarah, just sending them out to the uh, into the zombie corral. Yeah. Um, they beat the shit out of the pilot to like force him to fly them out of there. Radio but that, that, so that's when all that yeah, happens. Ma- There's McDermott, just that one little McDermott step. is able to grab like a two by four so that they have something to protect themselves with as they, cause Sarah remembers that there is like a cave exit or an old silo or something that connects around here and they start to move out. And it, so what happens now is that Miguel has left the facility, destroyed the controls at the base of the facility and gone up the elevator to the, to the surface uh, he unlocks the gate and lets all the zombies in and lays down on the elevator to be eaten alive as he hits down, letting a horde of zombies into the facility. And now, like, it's just 20 minutes of just straight zombie action. We, we get there. some zombie types, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is something that I don't like anymore because it's so overused. But at this point, it's cool. What's your favorite one? Was a football Fo- zombie? It's, or? it's oh. football player zombie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, we just he's wearing interviewed... a jersey that says mailbox. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, his jersey just says over the top mailbox. Uh, we just interviewed that guy at my real life job. Wait, really? What? News station. Specifically like, football zombie? A couple weeks ago, he it's the guy, the actor who played that football kid zombie uh, still lives in Lehigh. Wow. Works small bit parts and extra stuff. Wow. Um, And I believe he said he was wearing it backwards that they didn't that they wanted to show off like something then and, and it, for some reason they put it on him like so the player name would have been mailbox yeah it's not really Maybe he it's has, like, like an xfl kind of thing yeah you can just have nicknames <laughs> right he had a whole story about it he still has the costume wow um that's awesome because again a lot of the zombies new information to me people mm-hmm. from town uh yeah it was too zombie. long ago it was a good one Clown zombie yeah, is a good one. You get like bride zombie. Like what I said, it? this is something we've seen way too much yeah. of where every zombie is like some person, like some character of zombie. It's way overdone now, but at this point it was like very cool. I like mm-hmm. I like. It. And this is where Tom Zavini just gets to take over the entire movie. Ooh, baby. And just pops <laughs> off with some of the best gore ever seen. We get some good stuff too. Like earlier when they've got the the colonel and his head, you know, his face is taken off. He's just a brain on a spinal cord attached to a body. Oh, there, there's, there's a, a really good chest open up where he rolls over and then all of his organs yes, fall out. Exactly what I was going to say. And then Sarah wakes up to a nightmare of that same you get, image um, through from, is it Miguel that does it in her dream? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You get, um, cool. there's the extremely iconic, um, arms, all the hands out through of the wall, the yeah. wall, which is literally the first fucking scene in the yep. movie. Awesome. Uh, we didn't really talk about it. Um, but I also love how, like her very dramatic, like, uh, as she turns around and just like way over at like, look, I'm wilting. Uh, but there's a lot of really, really cool effects, but this is like, it, it literally just becomes Tom Savini's movie from here on out because of all the military guys being torn to pieces mm-hmm. this is very cool uh the the only issue i have is i i don't really like just the gray zombie 
like there there's a lot of people and i like he didn't have the, the money to do it but it's clearly like they just took like gray grease paint and just yeah. painted a face it's, I mean, 80, it's 85 right yeah. you gotta you gotta work with what you got but yeah some of them some zombies got better makeup than others yes. because there are a couple that are just gray faces with some bags under the eyes and Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I just mean, what I look like before I've had my coffee. Man. Even yeah. Bub doesn't get much more than green face. Yeah. Which Bub, really Bub rules. Bub's a, yeah. Bub's a really important part of this movie. So he frees himself. He's smart enough to free himself. He uh, he finds Logan's corpse, mm-hmm. finds a gun, and like sets out for revenge. We've already seen that he knows how to fire a gun. He's got a fucking gun now. So it's it's just so cool this early on to have a zombie retaining that amount of their early life, getting a gun, killing a man with a gun (laughs) instead of doing zombie stuff to him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really good. This is like the first big like zombies learning movie. I think, right. We get that way more in early two thousands land of the dead. That's kind of the whole premise of that one is the zombies are learning. Yeah. Unless you're like, if you're talking strictly like like undead zombies, yeah, but there's like like a white zombie that came out in like the 50s or whatever where they're all like intelligent because they're not actually zombies, they're just like hypnotized people. Right. So so that's the older zombie. Yeah. That, like I said with uh Night of the Living Dead, this kind of gave us this type of zombie. Mm-hmm. Previously, zombie had it like the idea of a zombie had existed, it was more of like a voodoo trance thing. Um, but yeah, in this, in this type of zombie canon, this is like where they really start using tools. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, that's what advances kind of the zombie rules in this one, whereas return of the living dead, it's moving fast and brains and speech are the mm-hmm. big, the yeah. big things we kind of get. And then that all culminates in Zack Snyder's whatever heist of the dead. I forgot army the of that the movie. Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where they know how to do guns and drive cars and have yeah. pet tigers. Well, they know there's, um, in, Romero's they know how to land, have land sex of the dead? for procreation. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, in, Land of the Dead. We in, were just talking about where he like leads the zombie revolt. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. the guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think the Doctor Logan and Bub is like an X Man thing? Because Wolverine calls everybody Bub, and his real name's oh. Logan. It could be Romero's yeah, a big cool. nerd. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, clearly he he made all these movies. Right. Like, would would that is that from like the comics from way back though? Would that be Romero referencing it or would... Wolverine's been calling people Bub forever? Okay, mm-hmm. just and, a just yeah. a thing. Yeah, in the movie so, he yeah, says maybe, that probably. it was um his dad's nickname. That's mm. what the people called his dad or something. <laughs> um, yeah, redneck doctor. But yeah, um, eventually John and Sarah are able to get out along with McDermott. They they right yeah McDermott they, makes it. Yes, all three of them make it. Um, they have a really fun, like, in the corrals underground thing. Um, there's one zombie that they kill. Um, somebody cuts its head off, like, at the mouth, and you you see the head on the ground upside down just looking around with its mm-hmm. eyes. Looks really good. Um, yeah, all the soldiers being torn apart. Man, it's so good. Um, 
when Rickles is like laughing himself to death, he's just still shooting until his gun doesn't shoot anymore. And I wrote down like, why didn't he fucking save a bullet for himself? I did not want to live through that. Mm-hmm. Where, like I said, he's the one who you hear his vocal cords. One of the soldiers does screamed. save a bullet, though, right? Yeah. So steel. well, that's steel because does, they yeah. were waiting for steel okay, to do yeah, yeah. the save a bullet for yourself thing. Um, which, uh, yeah, he does. He fights until Rhodes, the very end, and then Rhodes gets shot. Blows his brain out, like right where Bub was. Yeah, like mm-hmm. th- there for the longest also, time. Also, very up, like yeah. I guess not not shocked, but like usually when they do that in movies, they don't show it. They like fully just show him blowing yeah. the mm-hmm. back of his skull. Ton, a ton of like blood and viscera coming yeah. out of the back of him too. Yeah, big 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 time. Big. I, I think this was released as a NA, like was it? released without a rating. Yeah, I think they there, there's a whole thing about how they wanted him to change a bunch of stuff up to get an R rating, and he wouldn't do it. And so this movie had half the budget it was supposed to. The mm-hmm. studio like cut his budget directly in half for releasing a non-rated movie because too much stuff, which it's all pretty tame by modern standards. But yeah, you see some you see some shit. Yeah. Um, Bub shoots Rhodes yep. with the gun he was given earlier. And then Rhodes is attacked by a group of zombies and gets to watch his legs be torn from his body. Mm-hmm. Another incredible shot of them yeah. dragging it around as his intestines are. Yeah. I'll pull it yeah, out. Af- stuff. After he dies, mm-hmm. we get just them eating the guts in all sorts of different angles for a while. Um, but yeah, it, one of the weirdest scenes in this movie, to me at least, is our heroes reach the helicopter and Sarah opens the helicopter door and a zombie lunges at her. But then it's a fake out and we just cut to them safe on a beach. She's waking up from a nap. She's having another nightmare. Yeah. And they're on that's, the beach. That's such a weird way to end that for me. The the ending up at the beach is fine, but the, the like the fake out mm-hmm. of the zombie attack is so weird to me. What do you I mean, you guys have opinions on that? It's a little strange. It's very abrupt to go from that to just like, oh, no, they're safe. Yeah. And then credits quietly on a beach and, and then Santa credits roll. Yeah. It's like there's there's nothing else. We get no yeah. other thing like that. I think it's just supposed to be I would assume the filmmaking intent there is that where it's like we're ramping, we're building, we're building, we're building, we're building, we're building. Boom. Release the tension. They're safe. Movie's over. But they're still defeated no matter what. It's like, a, what are they going to do? They're going to rebuild society with two guys and a girl. And there's, you know, what, 30 years of filmmaking differences there that I. it's probably just a little bit of a lost in translation thing ultimately with the intent. But it it does feel abrupt in 2021 but ultimately i don't you think, think maybe it gives you the ruin the movie in any way do you think the intention maybe would be to let you decide like are they overcome and just humanity's last hope is wiped out right there or they actually go escape to the island i i think they're completely fucked yeah well exactly always, they're fucked no matter what but because in in early in the movie like literally like after they get back from fort myers to land john says to them like because it's there's it's the four of them you know we've mm-hmm. got our four protagonists john is literally like why the fuck are we going back down there like there's nothing here he knew it the entire time that it was a fool's errand he's like why don't we just fill up this helicopter go find a beach somewhere and live out the rest of our days get us a, no i can't do that i was about to do i was about to do the line i can't <laughs> yeah, do I it oh um, i already decided i won't do it for the good line i, can't so do I it think now. that's what it is it's just that, like, Sarah's finally come around to just, you know, they're going to go find yeah. a beach and they're going to live out their days. Like, there's they, there's nothing they can do, especially now. And you just got, like, let's just make do with what we have and find somewhere nice and quiet away from all of this. 
Yeah. Dylan, you got anything you else? On that, Dylan? Um, or no. Any, or anything about the movie? No, I think that's 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 probably it for for this one. Like special it's, effects go crazy, dude. Yeah, it's it's a really great movie, but I I didn't like take that many notes because it's this same. I, I was, yeah, I was just, while I was watching it, I'm like, I love this movie. It's so good. There's not I you know so little bad to say about it. Yeah. But I also don't have much to say about it. Like, Day of the Dead is what it is. It's a super fucking solid, classic, historic zombie film. It's so foundational for so much. And it it deserves all of that. But it's pretty straightforward in its presentation. Like, the subtext is barely even subtext. It's all there. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it wears its message on its sleeve. If, if somehow you haven't already watched this full yeah. on classic yeah you absolutely have you just to. gotta watch it. especially not... if you live in the same town it is us yeah. where you'll see your town represented right. yeah it's not like the other movie which is just so much insane shit going yeah. on that there's a lot of to be like oh the this thing and then this other thing and then I, this y- other usually thing. we'll describe a movie as good and a movie as more fun yeah very much so return of the living get is more fun I think Return I don't think of the one's Dead. better or worse than the other. I don't think one's better. Necessarily. We, yeah, we talked Return's about this definitely more fun. Before we hit record, we were talking about this, where it's like Day of the like Day of the Dead is the you know quote unquote better film. Like it is, pro- it is closer to being cinema. It's got something to say. It's you know whatever, and like that is definitely a part of. I think the Return of the Living Dead also has something. Film spectrum. Return of the Living Dead is much more interested in being a fucking just fun it like if day of the dead is on the art side of filmmaking and it probably arguably barely is return of the living dead is on the entertainment side a hundred percent um it it, there's messages yes yeah um but it is it its primary focus is being a fun yeah movie to watch to to have a good time uh and with that i think we should take a break and then we'll talk about return of the living dead Uh, Return of the Living Dead, also from 1985, like we just talked about about 10 seconds ago. Uh, the more fun movie, because it's just about a bunch of zombies and punks and old guys. Man, this movie rules. I, so, speaking of the old guys, I, I found all of them, like, very charismatic. All of their dialogue sounds just like, man, I've heard my granddad talk to a bunch of other old dudes in this exact talking and talking shop with some guys yeah yeah mm-hmm. um it's it's just such a classic um more dylan's, of a cult thing than day of the dead is dylan's face perked up when you said uh uh bert goes to talk to his friend ernie i just got D- it dylan did not realize their names are bert and ernie yeah i just got it when you said it <laughs> yeah there's like, a lot of, there's the a intro. lot of jokes in the movie <laughs> yeah oh man this movie's so good you i get- mean we, One of so, the early big jokes is, did you see that movie, Night of the Living yeah, Dead? Yeah. <laughs> they just bring it up. And then when they can't kill the yellow man zombie by destroying the brain, they say, it worked in the movie. What do you mean? The movie lied? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of my favorite lines from the whole movie. Um, You get this, just to, like, let's just get right into it. You get this great sort of, like, in media res. I don't know if that's even, like, you would call it that, but this, like, cold open of... Uh, Freddie being shown around by Frank, 
all these things. He's like showing them all these like cool shit where they got mm-hmm. skeletons organized by how good their teeth are and stuff. Uh, a bunch of like half dogs, all these things because they're selling Those half dogs, dude. That's yeah. important part. <laughs> they uh, they're selling to you know school like medical academies, schools, yeah. uh, all these different things. So they've got all kinds of different stuff. He shows them where all the prosthetics are. Such an incredible idea, dude. All this mm-hmm. stuff for, for just like the sake of like where to frame yeah. that all this medical stuff is it's i mean such also, an incredible idea doesn't that seem like a fucking cool job yeah, yeah. working at like a family owned and operated medical I mean, in, supply in, company until you inhale the weed gas and yeah. die your first night on the job but yeah so they're showing him around freddie gets freaked out because they have like <laughs> the cold cadavers like the fresh ones um and he's a little spooky um where do they get all those skeletons with perfect teeth India from India because apparently they all come from India and uh, Frank doesn't know why (laughs) he thinks they have a skeleton farm yeah Um, before we get too deep into it this movie like I said written by John Russo and some other guys but directed by Dan O'Bannon famously uh, wrote Alien like a classic guy Mm -hmm. a guy we like doesn't direct much uh cantankerous guy he uh he worked on and starred in um john carpenter that we just talked about his first movie dark star um they're like student film together uh the two had such a falling out just over the movie that they never worked together again i think hated each other uh i think dan o'bannon has passed on but uh john carpenter's still alive and still an angry man is he Carpenter? Yeah, yeah Carpenter's yeah. still alive. All he yeah. does is smoke cigs and it, make dark synth albums and play Fortnite. It's really hard to tell how old he is because he's, he's, he's looked like he's old, 60 yeah. when he since he was 20. Yeah. Uh, one of, one of the biggest images of... The what's up? Dan O'Bannon died in 2009. R.I.P. I mm-hmm. think he's just a big asshole, but uh, <laughs> still R.I.P. to a guy who made stuff that we like and influenced a lot more stuff that we like. Um, yeah, Carpenter, you always assume, is so old because yeah. like... My biggest image of him is him as the uh, partition and body bags. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> looking basically like the crypt keeper. Already looking old, and then being made <laughs> to look even older. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to give some shouts out to yeah. director Dan O'Bannon. Didn't um, didn't direct almost anything. So, like you, John banger. John Russo, though uh, you mentioned it earlier in the episode. Just to remind everybody, John Russo wrote Night of the Living Dead. He is the he did the screenplay for the original Night of the Living Dead. Uh, he by proxy does have uh, credit for the 1990 remake directed by Tom Savini. Um, and our cold open kind of culminates in Frank and Freddie sitting in the office, just kind of going over. He's like, Oh, let me show you how to fill out these cadaver request forms, whatever. So they're sitting there and Frank's like, you know, night of the living dead was like real. Right. Mm-hmm. And Freddie's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, it's like, it was real, but they changed around all the facts to like protect the government or by the threat of the government. And it, it was this guy would be such a big QAnon guy now. Oh my god! Like yeah. an old guy who's got like traditional values, but yeah. is easily thank, swayed by god he some crazy ideas. T- dead, both in the movie and in real life, so that he can't add to their numbers. great actor. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but it, 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 the story ends up being like, yeah, there was these these vats of gas that did some, you know, there were some sort of chemical warfare, yada 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 something. They're spraying it on weed plants, is and what um, they say. Mm-hmm. yeah, and. uh they're here. We have them in the facility. And Freddy's like, nah, you're full of shit. So he shows him to these, these canisters 
and they open it up and there's a body inside which ends up being the tar man i'm wearing a tar man t-shirt mm-hmm. right now yeah. incredible Shout-outs. incredible yeah. visual effects one of the best yeah. ever mm-hmm. uh and uh frank goes full on uh one of these bad boys can fit so, so many <laughs> dead bodies in it slaps the side of the canister like oh you, well he says oh should we really be around these things yeah, just slaps the shit up. He's like, yeah, Army Corps of Engineers made this. This is great stuff. Releases the gas and ends the world, effectively. It, it, it pops immediately, spraying gas in uh, Freddie and Frank's face. That We get opening credits roll, so you know our cold opens over. And uh, so what this gas does is just reanimates the dead. So now uh, the cadaver and the cult, which is an, uh, one of the scariest like actual images, scary, like le- legitimately like, scary imagery and the thing is when they do the slow pan in on the uh, fresh cadaver hanging by the hooks in its head mm-hmm. it's shaking inside the plastic wrap <laughs> like a very intense visual that's great as they're running upstairs all the half all, dogs are alive uh, now yeah vivisected oh. dogs dude. split dogs are so cool so, so good the um the like preserved what do you call that the the butterflies that are preserved oh yeah the, they're they're like flapping all they're over flapping the, yeah. their wings it's not and everything. taxonomy but taxonomy is the word i'm thinking of well and they're not really taxidermied either yeah. whatever whatever that's called for where you have preserved flattens with the yeah. pins um, but the butterfly's wings are flapping it's great the vivisected dogs are so fucking good i mm-hmm. hate that when he like hits one with a thing it makes it, a yeah. dog whimper sound i hate that part noise, but yeah. it's it's such a good cool effect that this half a dog even a thing that would be dead were it still alive is come back fully to life mm-hmm. is such a great idea so they're freaking out because now this uh cadaver's loose they call bert bert comes over they're like okay well we have to deal with this somehow and they're like oh you got to destroy the brain yeah that's what yeah, the movie just, said just like the movie. destroy the brain <laughs> We get the classic, he's just called Yellow Man. For some reason, he's very yellow. Very I don't yellow. know if that's like an iodine he, yeah, thing. Yeah, I think he dipped like a cadaver in iodine to like sterilize okay. it or something. Yeah. I always wondered about that and just yeah. figured it's like, I don't know, they made him yellow because yep. it's visually. So they put a pickaxe through his head, pinning him to the floor. Yep. He doesn't die. They cut him up into pieces and Bert's like. They're all still going. Yeah, they're all. It's it's such a fun scene where it's like you got the one young guy and the two mm-hmm. old guys and everybody's freaking out. They don't know what to do yeah, about it. This man it. has just met his manager and his boss for the first time. <laughs> yeah. And everything is going so wrong. So they're like, they oh, also do he's... the um when they cut the yellow man's head off, they they do the like sawing through the uh Oh, they do the vocal, vocal cords, cords there too, too yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't they? Yeah, it's I mean so Bert's I think like, parallel thought, but mm-hmm. yeah, dude, fucking incredible idea. So good. They keep yeah. talking about it. And they're like, oh, well, what, what, what if we put it in like hydrochloric acid? And Bert's like, no, it's it's not strong enough. We could do any name, some other type of acid. And they're like, what if it doesn't dissolve all the way? And they're like, oh, well, you know, yeah, that's right. And it won't work. Um, so they're like, oh, Ernie, Ernie at the mortuary. And Bert goes, and he's like, lights are still on. He means he's up. So they go over there uh, because he's got an incinerator. So they cut up all the yellow man and they take him over to Ernie's place. Uh, Bag where... him up. Don't want to tell Ernie. Mm-hmm. Just act them, ask Weasels. him for a favor. Yeah, it's rabid weasel. So, so did, was like, did let me get, kill him. Yeah. Did you guys get the thing? And I have actually confirmation on this. Did you get the implication that Ernie he's was a Nazi scientist? Was yeah, yeah a Nazi he's, scientist. He's a million percent a Nazi yeah. scientist. So that yeah. is confirmed. Yeah, he actually was in like an early draft of it supposed to be because he's got blonde hair, yeah. bleach blonde hair. Yeah, also blue just eyes. carrying the the whatever. He's that, got a Ruger. Yeah, he's got a, yeah. he's got that, a Ruger. Listening to German. Classical music. Uh, yeah. Uh, extremely comfortable with an incinerator. I don't want to act like right, we're but... too smart, 
but it's not something you just like catch at a first pass of the movie. But yeah, hundred percent. He's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the the boys from Buenos Aires or what? What is it called? The yes. the Nazi oh, escape that escaped to Argentina yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. So they put him in the incinerator. There's a fun that like you just get like a lot it, of fun zombie stuff going on. There's just back and forth between them. Yeah, like, just the the arm, the the now cut off arm. They show him that it's not actually rabid weasels because he wants to take him into the parking lot, put him down yeah. first. Um, the the arm is grabbing his leg and stuff, and he's freaking out, and everybody's freaking mm-hmm. out. It's a lot of fun. And Ernie doesn't want to do it, and Bert's like, I I'm, I'll owe you one because he's yeah. got that like transatlantic old guy actor voice for some reason um and actually one of my like favorite just little like scenes in terms of just like you know pacing a scene and doing like a little moment is after um ernie gets his pant leg ripped and he's he he finally decides to let it down is when he goes and he sits in the chair and just it's super quiet with all three of the other guys just watching ernie as he slowly cuts yeah the torn pant pant leg leg into a short and he does it so meticulous, and he's just kind of taking his time, mm-hmm. and just kind of slaps his thighs. Is like, all right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just like, all right. We're doing this like, now. May- maybe it's not the first time he's had to dispose of a body. <laughs> and so they they put it through the incinerator, and now we get almost a second opening credit scene because now the movie we're getting into our second act now. I see the. You the see smoke the smoke billow up, billow out. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first sort of instance of, uh, I'll say, choppy or sloppy filmmaking because you can see the frame as it shifts from an empty stack to one that's billowing. Uh, there's just a little jump cut there. Don't talk shit about Pinback, dude. They, he directed the hell out of this movie. <laughs> they they do a couple. There's a couple of things like I think it. Why I would definitely definitely one of the reasons I would say that. Uh, Day of the Dead is the better made film. There's a couple, there's like a scene during the raining sequence where you just clearly get it is played and then reversed and then mm-hmm. played again to extend a sequence of just showing rain falling. It's fine. A couple of things during uh, the end sequence, they get that animated just straight up scenes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things like that. But again, like the intent of this movie is entertainment yeah. first and foremost. So good. Um, but while all of this is happening, yeah, while all of this front stuff is happening, we have this our is what subplot. sets this movie really apart. I think is just adding punks to it. I love yeah. punks. Yeah, I absolutely love. You punks. can add punks to any movie, and I'm yes. like, this is a, this is a little better it's, than it's, it was. It's before. the most it's diverse group of punks I've ever seen yeah. in my entire time. Because you've like, got two... like some mods, you've got yeah. some like full fucking like create like the the guy. The big mean guy who drives the car. Like he seems like he's guy. really about that life. Yeah. His name is <laughs> he's Suicide. He's mad yeah. at the world. Yeah. They got Suicide, Trash, Spider. spider. Uh, the others. Yeah. Like one guy's name is just Chuck. So yeah, yeah you've got the two. Like, there's a couple of people who are just kind of there to party. Yeah, well, and then there's you've like. You've got the two flock of seagulls punks. Yes. Right. Who are like the 80s, like mod, yeah. American mod culture kind yeah, of and thing. then you've got freddie's girlfriend who's just Gina, like a, who's just a, a girl. normal girl yeah, yeah. just a normal preppy girl she just uh, hangs out trash and, and even like freddie i think only because we see his he's in his work outfit he's like a punk who's gone to work like repo man or something mm-hmm. but he just seems like your normal he's guy a, he's, he's just normal, like your normal guy who likes punk stuff he's like a normal punk suicide's like a crust punk yeah uh, trash is like a goth punk. You've got your, uh, I don't know, mod guys. 
uh, spider. We, we've got a great little crew. Of it's punks. a very mm-hmm. diverse group. You got a little subset of every sort of piece of uh, 80s punk culture that you could possibly have. Uh, they're waiting on Freddy to get off of work at 10 p.m. specifically because we so keep getting time updates. So what do they do? <laughs> they go to a graveyard. To where, just hang out. To hang also, out. Very weird time to work at in a warehouse. Like, yeah. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to load boxes until 10 p.m. Well, especially since no work happened. Right. <laughs> All they did was dick around. Right, yeah. And at, at like <laughs> training. Yeah, at like six o'clock, he's like, uh, I guess I'll show you how to fill these out and then I'm gonna go home. Um, so you can just hang out, I guess. Yeah, Suicide stands around being mad that nobody understands him or how reads his poetry is, yeah. about how punk he is. They just want him because he has a car. We we have Great a beautiful car. line. I fucking love that car. Yeah, it's sick as hell. We have a beautiful line where um uh some characters are just postulating about the worst way to die. Well, it's Trash and Spider. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's more just Trash is asking Spider, do you ever think about the way to die? And Spider's like, uh, no. And Trash is basically like, well, I do. Let me get horny about it. Yeah. Well, no, specifically, I would hate to die by a bunch of old men. Eating like, me alive. Yeah, biting me and everything. Okay. That's exactly first, what happens. First character to get eaten by something. Yeah. Foreshadows her entire death. Yeah. So she gets so horny about it that she takes off all of her clothes. Truly and- all of her clothes. Fully fu- fully naked, just dancing what? in the graveyard, humping on the coffin, Why doing a dance routine. Have like a, a cut like, piece? Yeah. It, it, it had like a tearaway flap. So much stuff about her. No clue. <laughs> there, yeah, there really is so much stuff about her. Even to the point where like, as she's like starting to get naked to get onto the graveyard, you just hear one of the other characters go, Aw, Trash is taking off her clothes again. Mm-hmm. This is apparently just a normal occurrence for this group of people. Uh, and so they're they're doing that whole thing, watching trash, dance naked. Uh, some of the other guys have gotten flares and started to do some sort of ritualistic dance around her uh, when the rain starts. Mm-hmm. And it starts to burn them. They, they, like, trash is this, uh, very This upset. is the this zombie is, rain that they're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, acid rain. Very of the times, I think. Being worried about acid rain. I thought Especially acid rain was going to be a big deal when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I always thought it was going to be a thing the, I would have to deal with. It was of the time, with. like the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, and that. Quicksand. Yeah. Quicksand, all this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, so now they're kind of running around. They they realize there are people in the mortuary. They kind of split up. Like The two like mod people end up in the warehouse. Um, Spider and uh, Tina, Freddy's girlfriend, um end up at the mortuary trash is supposed to be with them but she is eaten by a bunch of old men um mm-hmm. not even really eaten because yeah. her body's fully intact it's kind of unclear what happens for like yeah. standard zombie rules because later in the movie she's just resurrected as if they just killed her or smothered her or something, something she, yeah. but then she like died but then was still resurrected like everyone else yep. by the rain my interpretation was always because she was naked the rain had already started to turn her so that they like didn't fully eat her and that's why she just maybe kinda, makes because sense. that's what like freddie at the end i guess just didn't like where when he turns he kind of gets the same thing where yeah he just like transforms but uh she she apparently the the, the actress linnea quigley yeah big time actress in big, just bit lot parts of, across like scream the queen loves yes. having her boobs out she's yeah. in a, more power to her she's um the demons yeah uh not the demons which I watch too. She also just fully naked, mm-hmm. just like everything out. But uh she she apparently almost drowned in that scene where she's in the oh, mud wow. where yeah. they're like 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 holding her down, <laughs> trying to like eat her. She was like, That was very like a very bad day, like where she actually like had to like go to the hospital and stuff. Oh wow. 
I'm glad she survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's cool. She's still doing stuff. She uh, she's still in like B horror movies. Mm-hmm. I might as well do it right now. She's my guy of the week. She's your guy of the week. Uncontested guy of the week. Oh, okay. Can I, I? I know you want her to be high of the week. I mean, she is. Yeah. You guys can have your own one if you want. Okay. I do. She's have my she's my guy of the week. A contender. Yeah. Who you got? You want to do it right now? Yeah. The guy that plays Spider, Miguel Nunez. Yeah, he, a, a guy who I thought should have been Guy of the Week in a very early episode of this yeah, same podcast. Yeah, what else was he on? Uh, uh, Joanna Man? Yeah. Joanna Man. He's yeah, Joanna yeah. Man. He also plays Demon in Friday the 13th uh, Part 6. Yeah, right? he's been in a ton of stuff. He, Yeah, like when I went and looked. Oh, Part 4, I think, right? He's the guy on the toilet uh, taking a big shit. That he tells his girlfriend to stay with him, and he yeah, starts singing, but most importantly, playing Joanna Man. But yeah, he like he has like 200 acting credits or something yeah. insane. He's mm-hmm. around, dude. He rules. I mean, yeah. he's great in this movie. He mm-hmm. uh, he might have too big of a role to be a that guy. Street Fighter. I thought he should have been the that guy in Street Fighter for playing DJ. Mm. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's yeah. it. Like, they're... Since there's not a lot of main actors in these movies, mm-hmm. there's not a lot where you can go like, oh, look, it's that guy. I mean, I, you could say it's- I didn't bother saying most of the characters' names during the right, synopsis yeah, because there's like five of them. most of them you only kind of know from that right. movie. Yeah. You, Almost um, all of our main actors in this movie were either like only in this or yeah. our big time character yeah. actors. You could say yeah, it as like the football zombie. You could, get, you could actually give him your thing. No, Linnea Quigley is my guy of the week. For just like a- Modern day scream queen. She yeah. Needs, yeah. She's my guy. I already picked. Okay. You guys who, can have your own guys. Who's your hottie? No, she wouldn't be it too. Who's your hottie yeah. then? Hottie of the week. My nominee from Day of the Dead is Buck. From Day of the Dead. Uh, Bub. 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 Fuck. I <laughs> fucked it up. I was like, who the hell is Buck? Buck? Who the hell is Buck? Yeah, he's, yeah. He I've, came here to party. I've been thinking about Buck Flowers all day today, dude. What's the, that? The man uh, with the pussy? What? No, that's 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 Buck Angel. But, oh, okay. Never uh, mind. Uh, Buck Flowers. Everybody he, go he always Buck played, Angel. Buck Flowers. He, I think, was previously that guy of the week. He always plays a homeless guy. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who's getting the shit. He's just getting his head punched. He's the fake Donald Pleasance in uh, yes. Escape from New York. Um, yeah, Bub is my nominee for Day of the Dead. Return of the Living Dead. My nominee is Tar Man. <laughs> I just picked the two big main cool zombies from each movie. Yeah. And uh yeah, my winner's Tar Man. Tar Man is cool. Tar- so Tar Man from Return of the Living Dead, one of the best practical effects of all time. Yeah. Tar Man would destroy Bob. Yeah. Okay. I mean the way he just like pulls pulls up on to... suicide. Yeah. And bites says his... brains and just bites directly into his skull. There's no wasting time. It's just like touch you, bite. Yeah. Usually you fight around with the zombie for a while, push them off you, mm-hmm. keep hold their head away from your body for long enough yeah and no, he, just, he just nope just bites directly through his skull yeah uh yeah we said it before this is the movie that started zombies wanting brains yeah this wasn't a concept before this movie Do you guys care about some of their other roles oh yeah alan troutman played uh tar man big time voice actor did some stuff in the new jungle book was in dinosaurs as uh fran sinclair uh men in black additional crew Wait, Fran Sinclair. <laughs> yeah. That's like a major role. Mm-hmm. I think he was in the suit. Uh, oh, um, makes sense. Okay. Is he a suit guy? I think so, yeah. He's he got 66 acting credits. 
He's like uh, Sherman Howard, Doug who played Bub, is in 118 things. Oh, that's more. I guess either of these guys could also just be guys of the week. Yeah. But yeah. So. I decided a, a role in, reversal um, for hotness today. Little, a lot of bit parts for Sherman Howard in uh, TV mm-hmm. shows. Uh, but brought up Tarman. Perfect time. Suicide ends up with the mods at the warehouse where they go into the basement trying to find uh, solace or safety. And uh, they are come upon Tarman, who was the body inside the vat. Uh, we see, like, in the opening credits, the skin and oh, everything that's melting such off a, of him. The fucking melty face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so Very terrible. Cool. If, if somehow you haven't seen this movie or know what Tarman looks like, Please just Google Tarman Return of the Living Dead real quick and just look. So cool. He looks so fucking good. Watch like a 10 second clip of him just moving. The I mean, the way he moves his body around, the the actor under there, like the effects look incredible. He's so fucking good. Dude. Mm-hmm. It's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, suicide gets eaten immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, over at the... Um, the mortuary they they try and call some paramedics for Freddie and Frank because they've inhaled this poison paramedics uh, par- show up the paramedics show up and they determine that Frank and Freddie are already dead yep. uh they can't believe it uh so they go outside to try and call in like reinforcements or say that like hey we got some guys we're going to be bringing them in and they get attacked by zombies and we get another very iconic moment from this movie, I think, is when one of the zombies gets on the radio and just says, send more paramedics. Mm-hmm. So another, later, another later, later with the cops. Yeah. They, they kill the cops, take the cop car, and send more cops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the zombies are just calling for more, <laughs> more, more people to it's, eat, more brains. And it's such a good bit because then, like, um, like when the paramedics, we kind of get, you know, they show up and then they do it again. With the cops, and when the first cop gets out, he's just immediately attacked yeah, by like, like a thousand zombies. Everybody's a watching outside, like, no, 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 run, go, <laughs> go that way. Go. Yeah, no, they're just immediately mobbed up. On. Um, so this that's is, why I think this movie's like every bit as nihilistic, just in oh, such yeah. a fun way. Yeah, yeah, they're just being fun with it. Like it's 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 as punk in its mentality as it is like with its characters, and like I, I think the inclusion of them is not. Uh, for just to have colorful characters it's part of the whole thing um it's around the same time that they um they realize that the zombies do have some sort of like intelligence mm-hmm. um because there's like one that had like just eaten that becomes pretty docile that the the half lady that yeah. they bring in through the window well, that's, you're talking about a different one that's once they get her in yeah they tie her up but they like they kind of they have a reason i forget exactly how it happens they have a reason to believe that they can possibly communicate or do you know kind of do some stuff so they tie up this like half lady again just an incredible that's such a good special effect like effect and zombie boobs she's speaking Mm -hmm. she's split in half as she's moving around her spinal cord is twitching you see like like zombified yeah yeah, you see zombified spinal fluid leaking out of it it's so fucking good very creepy voice Mm -hmm. yeah they feed her some brains to have a conversation with her to find out like what's going on and like why it's brains and why they want brains is because being dead is horrifically painful she says she can feel herself rotting and brains are the the only only things that stop the pain that makes the pain go away like yeah it's so good such a terrifying concept, too. <laughs> like, that when you die, it's not just, like, lights out. That you're just forced to feel your body decay. At, at this point, Ernie starts to feel very bad that being dead is painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he works in a mortuary and probably killed a bunch of people by being a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bert 
is like, we need to get to one of these cars. We got to get out of here. Like Frank and Freddie are not doing well. We need to be able to like, uh, we'll go and get one of these cop cars. that looks like it's still running and we'll come back to the door and like save you guys. Uh, they get basically like him and spider go out. They get basically overrun. Um, and they end up just, they only make it across the street to the warehouse. Yeah, back to the warehouse. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Frank puts himself in an incinerator because he can't stand to become a zombie. Uh, and Freddie just kind of becomes fully a zombie. He, he takes off his ring and kisses it and puts it on the switch as he turns it on yeah. and burns himself. He loves his wife. Mm-hmm. He's nice. It is. I like I like the Frank character a lot. Yeah, I like yeah. all these characters. Yeah, yeah I do too. What's the, what's the zoning like in this area that you have a mortuary next to an industrial complex next to a cemetery? Usually a cemetery is next to a mortuary. Right. That one makes sense yeah. to me. But the warehouse, yeah, I guess. Weird. But in some sort of industrial I don't know, warehouse. Dude, this district? movie happens in Kentucky, by the way. Louisville, we haven't Kentucky. mentioned that it's Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Except, yeah, in the synopsis <laughs> at the very end. Um, so then they end up at... Um, back at the warehouse. Frank and Spider back at the warehouse while... Um, this is kind of our like ending sequence... At this point, not really much else happens at the mortuary except they're being chased around by a coming becoming a zombie Freddy. Mm-hmm. He can't help himself, so he's trying to eat Tina, and Ernie's protecting him. Tina, I need your brains, Tina. Yeah, dude, just line. just haunting, just like chasing. He immediately dies. Uh, they go into the way Rigamortis works as mm-hmm. he's. Uh, Dealing with the first body. And how painful it is. And then mm-hmm. and then we see the characters later as they're turning into zombies experience rigamortis while still alive, mm-hmm. and basically. They like hit him in the face with the acid or whatever it is. His that's, eyes like burn. That's, clothes, yeah, that's yeah. so it's also such a good special effect. Mm-hmm. Like he's got them big pink yeah. fleshy bits. I don't know who the guy is. I probably should have checked who who does the effects um, on this. Oh, I don't know. But like like it's a guy that I've never heard of. Probably does not get as much credit as like, what's his face? He's not a Tom guy. Savini. It's not like um, Tom Savini, but yeah, like Bob I, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, and Adam Jones are they, they the credited it for this. One. Yeah, I think special effects they should get as much credit. Like they're a great special effect. Like just really as dumb. good as mm-hmm. yeah, Dev- definitely played Day more the over the top. Yeah. You get a lot of it's it's part and parcel with kind of like the goofy nature of it. Tarman looks really cartoonish. He's a melted, you know, yeah. guy with big eyeballs that are just kind of like placed in his head. Uh, when S- singularly though, to me at least, Tarman looks better than anything in Day of the Dead. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, but it's he's more, just looks so incredible. But yes, it's it's, it's less, very cartoony. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and I think the the zombies in Return of the Living Dead. They definitely feel more distinct than they're not in, just gray, except for yeah. trash. Who each, is some sort of zombie like we have names. Thing. We have names for the different types of zombies because there's like they're all such characters in their right. own right. Without just being like I said, wedding zombie, football zombie. They they don't just have a theme. They're their own characters in some right. way, which is really interesting and cool yeah yeah and i think they they, they probably didn't make trash more gross because they probably just wanted to keep they were like yeah hey, she's she's willing to be fully naked on camera let's just keep keep milking this and yeah. just make her face gross so uh frank and spider end up back at the warehouse where they are with the two mod guys guy and girl and um 
they basically said like, oh, like here are the canisters. We can let's call the number on the side of it. And we have had this minor subplot of this military colonel who is clearly trying to he, he's working day and night, 24, 7, 365 to try and find these canisters. He's you know, a little bit where his uh, there's actually a funny line when we first see him. His wife's like. I made your favorite lamb chops. Uh, yeah, like, I, I had, had them for, for lunch. lunch. I, I love that. Such an insane thing to eat for lunch. Who eats <laughs> lamb chops for lunch? That's a dinner only food. So they make a couple phone calls. Colonel gets woken up in the middle of the night, calls into his artillery guys and they blow up Louisville. And well, that's, well, it's such a fun scene and it adds to what I keep saying. I do think this movie's, you're not like fighting me on it, but mm. I I definitely got to give this movie a lot of credit for still being serious and having a message because just like the military like non-interest this thing mm-hmm. they've caused and they just don't give a shit. They're just like going up the chain of ma- command saying doing everything they need to do for protocol and whatnot. That that scene where he's uh being told every, you're only seeing his perspective. You're kind of just seeing his wife watch him have the phone call in the middle of the night where he's like. And then what happened? And he writes it down. And what did you do? And who said that? And whatever. And he's just making a list. And then he calls up his guy and is immediately like, all right, here's the code. Launch yeah, bomb it. Him. <laughs> yeah. Blow him out. There's of a little, there's a little the throwaway joke, but like they're not using the like normal military alphabet. So you just get some like nonsense yeah. words. I can't remember exactly what they were, but like it's like uh, Antonio, corn dog, yeah. Yeah. hamster. <laughs> I got my oil changed the other day. Uh-huh. And for some reason, there's like a sticker over my VIN, so they can't uh, scan it correctly to like get me in. So one guy read it to the other guy, and he was doing the exact same thing, <laughs> just doing fucked up military <laughs> alphabet. He's like, Victor, burrito. <laughs> just, I, I was laughing the whole time, and I think he knew that he was kind of putting on a show, so he started saying weirder and weirder words, but it worked <laughs> out great. They got me checked in, no problem. Shouts out Valvoline around the corner. <laughs> Good guys. Uh, but no, you're right. There, There is like a message, but like just like how I said, um, you know, the subtext of Day of the Dead isn't even subtext because that's like the focus of the film. Yes. This is it's, this it, is definitely more subtextual. It yeah. it takes a back seat to just the overall and like like we keep saying, like the first and foremost, this movie is, was this, made to have fun and be fun. This, I watched this movie in like big COVID times. We we're definitely still in COVID times, but I watched this in big COVID times. And it's so just like the powers that be, they don't have a way to help you. Maybe that's why I identify even more. So mm-hmm. um, watching it about a year ago and having yeah, a great time. Nihilistic. Yeah. yeah with just the powers that be, all they can do is like, give up on you entirely wipe you off the face of the earth uh, that's that, that's the best you got coming is some guy in a bunker completely safe is gonna say that you should be blown off the map that it, it really registered with me yeah four thousand deaths does. is like a good outcome yeah. for them mm-hmm. yeah, but i mean <laughs> yeah and then the movie ends on uh that uh acid rain going right back up and and we get some of the same again Made. we get some of the ex- mm-hmm. literal the exact same segments you get a skeleton coming up and out of the ground which is like another very cool effect that full skeleton but he still has his eyeballs mm-hmm. again very car- cartoony but it's a good effect uh, it looks cool um 
Have any of you guys seen any of the sequels? I'm putting them like mm-hmm. a I want I want to see Rave to the Grave so bad. I yeah. think it's going to be a really bad movie. All I've That's seen like the one from like 2015 is right? the cover. It, it's like uh, mid aught. Yeah. yeah. I, I know people really like three. The one with mm-hmm. the uh, woman who looks like trash and might still be i i think that's maybe that's the one i've seen where it's like a girl with like a pink mohawk uh yeah it's like a punk looking girl she's got like a bunch of like spikes coming out of her arms and stuff rave to the grave they're at a rave and someone's selling molly that makes everybody zombies okay and it's really low budget and apparently horrible well we gotta watch it yeah we gotta we gotta check that all these sequels literally went on my list just like all the fan like i mentioned phantasm earlier Mm -hmm. i hadn't seen anything but phantasm one and two i put these on my list as part of my 31 new films to to be followed up with on a uh, future what you've been what you've been watching you'll hear what we think about at least rave to the grave uh i I love this movie it's i love it so much not only is it in within my like yearly october circulation it's it's a movie that i like to revisit just normally i've seen it so many times now that like it, it's just a good background movie for me it's like mm-hmm. i it's a movie that i know that i can return to no pun intended and like i know i'm gonna have a good time like i don't get tired of watching it like i can put it on on any context and like have fun with it uh enjoy watching it and um if, if for some reason again like you haven't seen it I highly recommend it, especially now during. But both of these movies during the spooky times, yeah, for sure. Really this is. Good. It's. I'd be only happened a tiny handful of times where both of the movies we talk about. I maybe prefer Return a little bit more, but mm-hmm. both of these movies are They're fantastic. So I can't recommend either one enough yeah. if you're in the movie. Yeah, the um the the soundtrack for Return too. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I don't think we talked so enough good. about like the song that was made for Fright Night. And I don't know if any of these songs were made for Return of the Living Dead, but there's so many good, like the song when Trash is uh, dancing on the grave, which is uh, the chorus is, we'll make love till we die. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking rules. There's a couple yeah. other just like bangers. Like I I made a note to myself to look up the soundtrack and just mm-hmm. to, to just bump that. And Even the, the like little like tune that plays like in the very beginning, mm-hmm. like, like over the credits is just really great to yeah like the soundtrack on day of the dead is really good too um you i don't there, remember a lot of the songs from day of the dead uh it's just a very nice little kind of like a, you know 1985 synth wave sort yeah, of yeah. um thing um and synth wave didn't exist then but you know synth yeah yeah uh 80s pop kind of thing there's some parts where it's kind of got these little sort of like islandy sounds to it because of mm-hmm. like location there were there were one or two scenes where I made note just like I did in Fright Night episode that um some of it felt maybe a little inappropriate for lack of a better term where it didn't necessarily like fit for me but uh it definitely not as much of a distraction as the Fright Night ones were um but I just watched really I good. just watched Halloween 5 last night mm-hmm. and every time the two bumbling cops appear on screen that they're making like spring noises yeah. <laughs> and just like it's very silly it's so stupid oh i i'm gonna be talking a lot more about halloween in the coming weeks yeah. because i'm watching all of them now. do we want to move to our final segment yeah we got to take a quick break so i can get it we'll take a very very short break it's the audience doesn't know yeah, doesn't no. know how long or short it's gonna be <laughs> It's going to be very, very... Well, for them, it's going to be incredibly short. It's yes. going to be like no time. I'm <laughs> they snap, probably won't even be hearing this. <laughs> I'm going to snap my fingers now, and we're back. All right, just like that. Snap my fingers, and we're already back. 
A snack of the clones. Wet edition. We're drinking liquid. We're not doing snack foods. We're doing snack drinks. And Ricky Bobby's in the stew. Let's see if we can get a. Mine made almost no noise. I can't open it with my little baby hands. Mine also made no almost no noise. Yeah. What the fuck? So what do we, Dan? What do we got on tap today? We are trying four different Mountain Dews. I haven't had a normal Mountain Dew in a dog's age. I'm not even going to know what that tastes like. Max has normal Mountain Dew. I have a zero sugar Mountain Dew in my hand. We also have a bottle of Diet Mountain Dew. But the most important, the reason for the season, why we're doing this, Dylan is holding Mountain Dew Voodoo. White. You you do that Voodoo that you you do. So, you know... You remind Honestly, me of the babe? They couldn't make that movie anymore, Blazing Saddles. Because hmm. Gene Wilder is passed on. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to. Yeah, I mean, you could just recast him as Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Topical. So, specifically, Dylan has the reason for the season Voodoo. This is a white mystery flavor Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. We're going to try that out. We're going to try, oh, gotta try we to figure out what the, what the flavor is. We, we'll have to do a guess on that, but we'll do compare that. Do you guys want to take bets to, on what it is before? You even black cherry. Ooh, I'm just thinking straight up candy corn. Just tastes like candy oh, corn. That would be crazy. That's a hard flavor to nail because it's just one note it's sugar, sugar. And wax. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna say just some weird orange, like the fruit orange. So area. just yeah. you just like citrus, orange. but orange specifically. Okay. What do you What do you think? I said candy corn. You I think it's gonna taste like candy corn. You said candy corn. I apologize. So, yeah. um, we're gonna do two big comparisons. One, we're gonna guess what that flavor is. We're going to compare it to normal Mountain Dew, and then we're going to rank our Mountain Dew, normal Mountain We'll rank them all. Okay. Let's, start, let's start drinking these sodi pops. Boys. Am I supposed to do it like a, like a wine tasting? Yeah, you uh, whatever you gargle think and spit out. Yeah, okay. I don't, okay. Have a, I don't have a spittoon for you, so you can just spit on the carpet. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Cheers, boys. I got to tell you, Mountain Dew Zeros, it's all right. I think I've got it, regular Dew. I know what regular Dew tastes like. Mountain Dew was my favorite soda growing up. I truly don't know what Mountain Dew tastes like anymore. I haven't had a normal one in a long fucking it, time. Okay. I, I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to tell you this. As somebody that likes Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew tastes like something that you shouldn't drink. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, surge, it's got a toxic surge, flavor. Surge and Livewire expand on that. Max, yesterday we drank two new Rockstar Energy drinks. New Zero Cali relaunch Rockstars. We both have the same flavor. Too. Yes. I drank the entire can thinking it was sour green apple, and then I looked at the can and realized it was uh, lime and cucumber. I'm uh, I'm gonna have a sip of my Michelob Ultra as a palate cleanser. That's a good idea. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a Budweiser. You know, and shameless plug for Dan's job for the thing that that we were doing yesterday, which is why you got your rock stars. Which you guys have been making jokes because. You we play. went. We went and played disc golf. It hasn't come up once. Is this the first official episode of Soda Jerks? Yeah. No, I told you that's already a podcast. Well, this first official segment, Soda Jerks. This is a snack of the clones wet edition. It's different. Wait, there can be another right. colon. It's a, ta- a snack of the clones colon wet edition colon Soda Jerks. No, but that's already a podcast. Those guys but it can be a all segment of in our podcast. Soda Jerks. I think I have mutuals with those guys on Twitter. <laughs> All right, I've that, got the that was that now. was an idea that was just in my brain mm-hmm. uh, because I had seen those guys on Twitter and didn't realize it. There's a shout out for to that. the shout. Um, 
uh i don't remember what it is but it's like like are you think bader meinhoff maybe where you like think you have an idea but it's just because you've been incepted oh no 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 that's bader meinhoff's the where uh as soon as you learn about something you start seeing it everywhere oh, yeah. yeah yeah that's what i thought you were talking about um I'm gonna hope you guys can you can you just wait slightly for me to get my sip of that mm-hmm. voodoo before we start talking flavor. I would like to well, go we, to the blind. We have one more, bro. Yeah, zero sugar Mountain Dew is good. Yeah, it it really. I think it's gonna be a lot better than Diamond Mountain Dew. I want to drink the Diamond Mountain Dew before I get into the voodoo because I've now had zero tastes mm-hmm. good. Normal Mountain Dew tastes good in a different way. Mm-hmm. But like I would never miss this if I hadn't had it in a while, and I haven't, so I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. I also never even dr- I've had that zero sugar Mountain Dew in my fridge for like six months. <laughs> it's just been sitting in there in my fridge. Yeah, it's been cold. <laughs> Why'd you buy it though? I thought I would like to. I I had a six pack of them, and oh, okay. I've made it through most of them. I like when I'm hungover. I like a uh, Coke Zero. Okay. And I thought I would feel the same way about Mountain Dew Zero Sugar, and I do not at all. I just <laughs> still want to cook zero. Um, I've got I've got a leading candidate idea on the voodoo. Yeah, okay, I but I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, try I'm diet that. first because I want to think about the three normal Mountain Dews first. A lot. I wonder if anyone will yeah, listen dude, to this. Yeah, Dylan's over here just having a... I don't know. People have probably checked out. <laughs> you They're think like, anyone stop talking live? about the movies. <laughs> I don't need to hear their socials for I, the 35th time. I hope they listened to the whole movie thing at least and clicked off when Soda <laughs> came up. I, we got a couple of riders, dude. Ali will listen to the whole thing. Leo will listen to the whole thing. Probably Shout some out. other people. Shout out Ali. Dylan will listen to the Shout whole thing. Shout out Ali. We need to get you on soon. Well, I'll listen to it. I'm here. I'm not going to listen to it. Zero's again. okay. Zero, this hmm. this Mountain Dew Zero has a Zero is so much better than Diet. I I already know I do not like Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, my dirtbag shit face fucking uncle who uh, is not a member of the family anymore because he got his ass divorced. Um, he used to drink the shit out of Diet Mountain Dew, and I, sometimes I'd just be around and be like, I need a soda. I'm a shitty little kid, uh, and I would try and drink. The Diet Dew, and I do not like Diet Dew. I will drink oh. it here for the purpose of this yes, segment please, because please take a little because I'm a fucking professional. But what do you think about Zero though? I th- it it's not bad. It's better than Diet. These zeros that, that they're right coming now. out with for every soda, Zero Dr Pepper, Zero Coke Zero. This more than any other so much Zero better. I've had mm-hmm. in off the top of my head has the problem that Zero anything has where it does have the you know aspartame or it's like uh, stevia it is aspartame okay it has the aspartame taste to it more than i would say a coke zero Mm -hmm. does can i tell you guys for like yeah coke zero i don't get that diet this this you can taste it but it i don't mind it though because i only drink sodas that have that anyway for like three years i thought that word was pronounced aspartame (laughs) and i and i still say that now jokingly uh but also i did used to think it uh guys voodoo is good yeah voodoo is do you guys good. think voodoo is good this yeah. is really good let's yeah. go around dylan you tried it first you've yeah. had the most time to sit on this mm-hmm. what what do you think the voodoo flavor is honestly just from the bat i got game fuel it tastes a lot like game fuel yeah it tastes a lot which like game fuel. Okay. i don't know okay so that's your answer max i think it's just blue raspberry oh I, see okay. i get i get it cherry tastes... more than anything but now i'm thinking but game fuel was orange and cherry. Yeah, is that right? That does it does taste to me really similar. Now that you're saying that, I th- I can see blue raspberry. 
Blue raspberry. And you know why? Because I like the blue raspberry. Dan, you and I have been turned on to the uh, Mountain Dew Rush mm-hmm. energy drinks. It tastes like the blue. Oh, uh, Rush isn't the right name. Uh, it's not. Probably not. But whatever those are called. The Mountain yeah, Dew energy really drinks. I mean, it tastes you. kind of like the I mean, blue raspberry one of those. Blue raspberry out of this. Mm. I, th- I can see it when he said it. On my first couple of sips, I was just thinking cherry. But there's something besides cherry. Going Hopefully, on. I'm not like putting that in your head, and now it's like no. you know, self fulfilling prophecy. I didn't think it was blue raspberry, and then you said it as I was taking a sip. I'm like, yeah, I could see blue raspberry. I think it's blue raspberry, and I think Mountain Dew did have a blue one back in the day. I don't remember what the yeah, name they had of a it blue was. One. I think the blue one still exists. Yeah, they did have, um, and I said black cherry, but then I was reminded that there was just to tie this back into movies. There was a Mountain Dew pitch black mm-hmm. to go with that the was grape though, right? Vin Diesel. It was a black. It was black cherry. Oh, was it? Yeah, there was a black. There, so around was a, the same, there was a black one that was grape though too. It was out around the same time that uh, Coke did the uh, Coke Black for the mm-hmm. first time, which was B-L-A-K. the coffee and Coke. That was so much better than the Coke with coffee that they yeah. have out yeah. now. I I bought that really hoping it was going to scratch that old itch, and it didn't. What is what is the name of that when you actually have that? As like a drink and not like Coke's version of Coke it. and coffee. Yeah, oh, it's a thing. Know. When I I went to Epcot about two or three months ago, and they had it was during the um the flower. It's not the food oh, and the, wine. Yeah, yeah the, the, the flower the, like, garden. They still yeah. have a lot of drinks and food. Actually. So they had like the special things in every um stop where they had coffee. They had a different coffee cocktail, and it was uh the one I had was um coffee. Uh, like splash of coke and whiskey. Hmm. Uh, it was nice. It, it sound like right. Mm-hmm. It was it so good. much more refreshing than you could possibly imagine. There's a um, there's a South American really simple like highball cocktail that I really like. That's just fernet and coke. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, a different South American country, or it might be the same one. I I can't remember which country it is for either one, but. Uh, red wine and coke also very good interesting they they it's like a classic drink i first learned about it on an episode of no reservations r.i.p anthony yeah mm-hmm. naomi uh, who probably will also listen all the way through this let us come to palace and desecrate some of your very beautiful wines yeah, by gonna, putting coke and coffee us, in them they're not gonna let us do that but uh <laughs> uh he's just chilling in the street like at a like party they're eating chorizo sandwiches and he's drinking um they just like pour out the top half of a two liter of Coke and fill it with wine and then just drink out of the two liter. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, so it sounds awesome. I'm looking at, this is something that I've, I've started. I checked to the do. ingredients. There was yeah. nothing that gave me like a big, I There's know no giveaway. Sometimes yeah. can we get an official answer? It, hey, if you, if, I'll give you this pro tip. If you're looking to kind of do one of those contests where you like, Oh, guess the flavor of our mystery thing, check the ingredients. There might be something that tips you off to it. Mm-hmm. First um, ingredient. Blue it's raspberry our, flavor. hot tip. Yeah, it's our hot tip. No, there, mm-hmm. it's just so you know citric acid. It's probably got some sort of. Um, the first result I see is maybe blue raspberry. All right, so it's all of these are just other people guessing like we are. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of maybe use, um, the the bottle here, the imagery on the bottle to maybe inform. I think the mountain. The MTN in this is blue. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of light blue stuff. Blue in the robes of the little Reaper guy who's got the voodoo in his face here. Um, Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think it's just blue raspberry. 
That's that's my guess. That's what I would assume that it is. I definitely immediately so said like cherry. I'm still sticking with cherry. Maybe it's a blue raspberry and Yeah, I don't have a very refined so palate. Maybe. I'm not like a guy that can be like, oh, there's turmeric in this. Oh, I can for sure. Well, oh, turmeric's a light flavor, but <laughs> yeah. you throw the tiniest pinch of cumin in some, I'm calling out that cumin. Yeah, I can't <laughs> distinguish flavors. I'm like, it tastes good. But... I mean, these. This is all all artificial anyway. They're yeah, making a flavor true. syrup in a lab yeah. and just telling us what they think art. And blue raspberry is like barely a real anyway. Yeah. Like, um. Verdict. Care to weigh in? I think voodoo is probably the best. Yeah. I think I, out of these four, I would go voodoo zero original diet. Yeah, I I would put zero and regular about even because mm-hmm. I would drink zero if I was going to drink do probably. But normal do is probably a little better, and mm-hmm. diet's easily the worst. Yeah, but voodoo's yeah, really better. fucking good. Voodoo's very good. <laughs> voodoo's really good. Yeah. Max similar. Same yeah, v- yeah. Voodoo's the best. I'd probably put regular or just a little bit yeah. ahead of zero, yeah. just because it does have that aspartame sort of a uh, little bit of aftertaste thing. Maybe it would help if it was fresh. Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> six month old sitting in the fridge. Um. Hey, that was probably our most competent a snack of the clones. I'm very proud of us on that one. Well, the the big thing here is we weren't forced by the nature of the segment to chew directly into the mics, <laughs> which is good. Like people can deal with yeah, maybe, Dylan a little burpy. That's fine. Maybe wet edition needs yeah. to be the norm. <laughs> snack of the clones, wet edition. Weigh in if you think uh, wetter is better. Um, uh, also weigh in if you think uh, crispy is better. <laughs> what? Uh, thank you, Dylan, for coming back once again. Um, I don't think you have any. Do you want to plug anything? No. Shout out anything. Famously you not your, on social media. You want yeah. to plug your letterbox? The classic Sigma male. <laughs> you want to like plug it? People can follow you on Letterbox though. Uh, yeah, if they, they want, you, they can. I, I think Dylan with four ends, probably. Yeah, it's a Dylon D Y L O, and then four ends. Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes if anybody yeah, wants to. I, He's our friend. He interacts with us. He's, I probably get more likes from Dylan. I definitely do. Than anyone anybody else, else on Letterboxd. That's I, think I, got, you guys I are... got a couple of good mutuals on Letterboxd that I get a lot of those double taps from that are people I've never met and will never meet. I think you guys are funny. Yeah, I, always, I, funny I, get, little... I watch a lot of weird like horror movies, so I just I love getting... It's like something I watched like four months ago and I realized somebody has just recently watched it because mm-hmm. I'll get... A like from a random from something from Love a that. long time ago. Uh yeah, we'll put a link to Dylan's letterbox yeah. in the um thing. Anything but you want to thanks wanna, for coming on again. Yeah, any final thoughts, something you want to leave people with at all? This is your this is your time. You got thirty seconds. Uh and if you don't, I'm gonna stare at you for thirty seconds. No, I mean Go back and listen to the other episode, right? Yeah, Showgirls. Love Showgirls, And Striptease. What a fucking pleasant surprise for me. Yeah. Very, very good episode. That was the most I've ever been surprised by how much I've liked a movie on the podcast. Even if you've already listened to it, listen to it again. Yeah, go Get back. Get those views up. Yeah, give us some plays. And view mm-hmm. it. Uh, speaking of plays, give us a rating on it. I'm going to start. We're starting with a rating this time instead of talking again straight in the socials. Five stars. Like, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Ding the bell. We're not on YouTube. Maybe we will be one day. Uh... You can then follow us on Twitter at Doubled Feature, on Instagram, Doubled Feature. You can send us an email, doubledfeaturepodcast at gmail.com. Um, even though technically you are listening to the Doubled Scream Chur podcast, the socials have not Starring changed. Starring Max Hell and Dan of the Dead. Dan of the Dead. And Dylan of the Dead. Uh, you can follow Dan of the Dead 
on Letterboxd and Twitter at Danny Jankum. You can follow Max Hell on Letterboxd and Twitter at Mac underscore dead. I'd like to thank previous guest Ryan at Ryan Laser for our theme music, future guest Sam at Hero Institute for our logo. Dan of the Dead. Any last words? For what the movies people? are we watching with Kool Aid next week? We haven't we, we haven't said the next week at, at, at any point this that's week. Fine. We're so bad when we have that's, a guest. That's fine because we've never done it when we have a guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kool Aid will be back. He's coming. He's walking across the hall in the studio from his corner office as executive vice uh, producer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna be watching a scary movie and another parody film that is. Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. It's something like that. It's got an absurdly long. Um, yeah, Shriek, think that's if you know is. what I did last Friday the 13th. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We're going to be doing both of those. Kool-Aid's coming across the hallway from his corner office. Yeah. Any last words, That'll Dan? Yes. Uh, zombie punks. Zombie punks. Zombie punks. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I hate ending it on me singing because I want it cut out so fast. <laughs> Double feature. 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 Double feature.